Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Welcome to another edition of Grapsity. It's Saturday. It is March 18th, 2023. And I'm Will Washington. Also here is Philip Lindsay. 
Tune in if you enjoy a good frog splash like the rest of us. <laughs> okay to enjoy a frog splash, guys. It's all right. It's all right <laughs> if somebody puts a little sauce on a frog splash. It's still a frog splash. Out the guys. gate. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. honestly, I thought that was dope. Like, my, yeah, my son. It was fire. Yeah. No, nah, my, my son even, like, caught it immediately as we're watching it. And uh, Billy, like, shouts out. He's like, well, he's like, did he just cross up on a frog splash come like, on that's what it's <laughs> for exactly <laughs> right there is what it's for bro come on like Can't honestly they... i want i want uh dante to just keep going with it i want him to find different things to do like as he's in the air find like different poses different cool shit i don't yeah. know do it treat it like a slam dunk contest like that's what i want to see it become at this point yeah yeah, I, at this point, I want him to make it as ridiculous as possible. I, he should, he should, he should hit it and then pin people and get up and do that that old Brian celebration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that plan would be honestly. I want him to hit the Jordan pose as he's doing it. I want mm-hmm. it like arms stretched out, everything. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. this would be great. Also, here is Righteous Reg. In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, <laughs> your favorite rapper is actually legit because I made a song last night. Oh, my God, it's been 20 years. I feel great. I feel like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. Hip-hop is fucking back, baby. We're talking. <laughs> we doing it. We living it. I, I don't be talking like that. I'm not that kind of rapper, but I want to be like that sometimes of like that. What's up? Yes, yeah, hip-hop. And wear like a big gold chain. Uh, Adidas track suit. I'm just thinking of Run DMC. I, don't I actually, that. I actually do want to hear it. By the way, because yeah. you were, you were literally like, was that what you were listening to? Like right as you jumped on. Oh, that was another beat. I'm getting into something else. I'm moving on. Oh, to the next okay, beat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny too. Right before the show, we were just joking about uh, because I went to tweet that we were live, and I went to tag Grapsity in doing so, but. Uh, I came across, I forgot the fact that I tried to get the Grapsity account um, on Twitter when we first launched, but Grapsity was already taken by somebody named Gerardo Rhapsody. And, <laughs> or G Rhapsody. That's a Gerald Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like they, they haven't tweeted, but they have the account. They got one follower. Um, Are but, you not and, tweeting either? No, come on. No. Come on, man. Give it, give it up. <laughs> give it up, Gerald. <laughs> And so yeah, that's the uh, that's why our account is Grap City Pod because I tried I tried to get Grap City, but I mean we are the Grap City Pod though, so it works out. Yeah, it works. Like honestly, it all worked out. But and the worst part is that that account only signed up like five months before we started. So Come on. It was, yeah, I know, right? No, it was four months. Four months before I registered the Grap City account was where that one came about. So rap, cool G rap. <laughs> Yeah, I I do think it's funny that this frog splash thing ended up being a thing. And somewhere, TJP is like, "Look, I've been doing this Mamba thing. Yeah, and for real. Y'all had a problem with that. <laughs> now all of a sudden, this issue. That is, I haven't seen what TJP has to say. I don't really care what he has to say, but yeah, he has been doing a spot like that for a long time. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, look at discourse, man. Uh, I'm gonna start off this podcast by giving a shout out to the new. GCW world champion Masha Slamovich going all the way against Nick Gage last night. Big moment. I missed this. Yeah, yeah. Masha Slamovich choked out Nick Gage last night to become the new GCW world champion. Big moment, big deal. Uh, Women's world champion in a promotion that doesn't even have a lot of women. But she's been on a run, specifically in GCW. She's been tearing it up every match that she has. She's like 
top star. She's one of the best matches of the night. In Impact Wrestling, she's on her way to becoming the Impact Women's World Champion soon, too. But, yeah, now she's the GCW World Champ. So shout out to Masha because that's super dope. Yeah, I, I must have missed that last night because I mm-hmm. was watching basketball all evening. Uh, it's getting hot out there, huh? It Cheat. is. Cheat. I mean, <laughs> cheated my man Penny. Give him that timeout. What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, so I did watch that game. Uh, that was the one round right before Rampage, and I, I that it. I mean, that, I guess that ending represents why college basketball is exciting in mm-hmm. March. Um, and like, I'm not a big college sports guy. I respect everybody who is, uh, and I say that because. Look, those are the people who inform me as a professional sports guy. Like, as, you know, uh, there's always the one college guy at the barbershop who when we sit down and it's like draft time to talk and they're like, oh, you got to check out this player. You got to check out this player. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like this, mm-hmm. this is how I get informed. Um, and same with my brother's really big into college football. And that usually becomes the way I get informed about what's coming up in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but like for whatever reason, I just college sports, I've just never been able to, to get into. Right now, shout out to college basketball because I was on my way home last night. I was like, damn, I want to be late for rampage. I'm gonna be late for rampage. And I get home and basketball still on. And I'm like, yes, shout out to basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Starting rampage 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, your boy, uh, powerhouse Hobbs Mm. kicked off rampage. What a way to kick off Rampage and his TNT championship run. I mean, Phoenix is the best way. Like, if you want to kick it off, like, let's get in the ring with Phoenix because Phoenix has a way of switching up any match to be being some wild because he's just going to do one wild thing and it's going to be lit. That uh, slingshot power slam spot. Oh, my God. I've been thinking about that shit all night. I texted the homie immediately afterwards to be like, yo, that slingshot power slam shit was hard. But, yeah, he really showed it. I don't know if I really like QT and Aaron Solo being around there. I'm I'm kind of like I like the the, I like the QTV stuff that happened, but I don't know if I want my homie to be involved with it because he don't need that shit. He's honestly he did. Yeah, I know. I I, that's. That's the one thing I did feel was that in all of this, he came off great on his own. Yeah. In uh, just being in there with Ray Phoenix and beating Ray Phoenix clean. Exactly. Like, it, the, everything looked good, and he mm-hmm. he looked good there. It and great. honestly, yeah, I didn't really feel like he needed the QTV stuff. Uh, and like, QTV is almost fine on its own. Without but, him. Yeah, no, but I, I think, yeah, I, I was actually... Yeah, I was. I, I want his reign to be a lot more of this, though. I think yeah. that you put him in here with that type of guy. Now I know there isn't much like. There's Ray not Phoenix. a lot of phoenixes. <laughs> there aren't a lot of phoenixes, but there but are guys. But in that guys, same vein. But in that same vein, mm-hmm. good example. I yeah. think next, go action Andretti, right? Like that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. another one that you can put Hobbs in there with. Uh, you know, let Andretti get his shit off, but then. Hobbs gets a victory. Mm-hmm. That one of them uh, put that pull up spine buster he did too. Man, he really was going in last uh, night. What a great right. like, <laughs> but yeah, on- if he keeps doing this, I like how they announced that he's going to be wrestling Christopher Daniels tonight on the house show. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's another one. They're going to like keep going with you the, can like, tell that they thing. You can tell they want him to succeed because think about right. the people in power that are surrounding this. Like QT Marshall, like he's an executive with AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's somebody that's 
not just behind Hobbs, he's involved in the act. But then you have Christopher Daniels, head of talent relations, who wants right. to work with him and put him over at a house show. Uh, and you can very much sense that there are people there who want him to succeed. And I think that's mm -hmm. actually really cool um, awesome. to see happen because uh, I, I mean, look, I, it happened so much in front of our eyes that until you like look at the gradual change. And, and what I mean is you look at when Hobbs first signed with AEW and I'm not mm -hmm. just talking about, you know, everybody pulls up the pictures from uh, his dark matches and stuff, but I, I'm talking about when he signed. Yeah. Right, like that man was not that cut, but like he was a big dude, but it was mm -hmm. a different kind of big. But then he mm -hmm. just put got himself in completely different shape, and mm -hmm. like his evolution as a perform, just appearance wise, um, to where he I think looks like a wrestling star right now. And uh, that's always I'm crazy when I see those pictures because like <laughs> I saw like I saw it with my actual eyes, and like I was it was always like. He's just a big homie, like from Rip, but like seeing him now compared to then, it's like, man, this guy's a fucking monster. Like, he really <laughs> is a monster. He's really uh, hit the gym and really became like a TV ready star. And so, this TNT championship uh, reign is going to be awesome. I've actually also just looking up and down the roster of like other guys he could have those matches with. There's actually a big, there's actually there's a, a, big a long guys. list. I'm like, him. okay, give him AR Fox. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, and I'm only in the A's. Literally, I hit Action Andretti in AR Fox, and I'm still like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm still in on this. Right. Uh, you know, he's already beaten Dante Martin. Give him Darius Martin. I mm -hmm. think would be uh, a solid one for. Now we need that, that AR Fox match like right now, though. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah. I... You know what? Um, even he doesn't even have to be kind of on the high flying line. Give him John Silver. So that's mm -hmm. another one that I think will give him a good solid match. Yeah. Uh, and I think, cause I said like, I would like to see this stretch. That's why mm -hmm. I tweeted like the moment he wanted, I was like, I want to see this go to like, like you could really push this to all out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think you could, I think, God, like I said, I'm just going up and down. I'm seeing, look, I would even like to see, I know this one's like way out there. But if just out of out of the blue you had uh you had him hype up like Nick Jackson and say like, hey Nick Jackson, you know, he's always had these solo matches. What if you went for a solo championship and like mm -hmm. went up against Powerhouse Ops? That shit would be dope. Uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do there. And I think you could really stretch this to a solid reign where um and then you know who I'd have him lose it to? Uh, this is going back to Reg's idea a year ago. Do you know where I'm going with this? Mm, no, that's a long time ago. Uh, so we're going against a lot more smaller, agile guys. Mm -hmm. But what happens when he meets, say, a Keith Lee, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's that's the point where, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's a story you could tell there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm liking it i'm in so this. either way uh i was really happy with that match and i'm like yeah. okay i want to see this progress there's there's more i want to see from this so that I was good it. stuff i actually really enjoyed it um anyway folks this is grapsity for those of you who happen to be watching live send us your super chats please um they really help support what we do here on the show and we love reading your donated super chats uh and 
it's 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 always a great time. They help drive some of the content of this show. Y'all are cool. And then Humper Chats also, humperchats.com um, is the way to send us a Humper Chat. You can do those anytime. You can send them well before the show. You can do like Hala uh, did before the show, saying, let's go, Grapsity. Let's go, Kenny versus Vikingo. Uh, that's it. That's all I have in my head. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into it. No, we're going to so, get into it. Yes, we are going to get <laughs> into that because that is a match I am really, really excited about. Um, and... But yeah, uh, just looking at our lineup, there was some good wrestling on TV this week, huh? There was, even, yeah, there even was some on very good. Uh, well, those other guys. I watched the show last night, and I was those like, ah, <laughs> I like it here. <laughs> I like what's going on here. Yeah, no, I I've been pretty happy with the wrestling in general this week. I uh, this is a week where I didn't really get to watch much as it aired because uh, I missed Dynamite Live, and then I didn't get to watch Ring of Honor till literally. Last night I watched Ring of Honor, mm. and only people that are kind of having problems, unfortunately, NXT 2.0. They're just, it, I mean, what is that? The, the 2.0 is behind us. This is now yeah. NXT 2.5. Uh, NXT, um, whatever this is, they're on the ropes, <laughs> whoever um, they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not watching it to really have. I, I did watch this week's show, uh, but I'm just uh, like they have is... a this main event they have should be like a big deal, and like we we're mm-hmm. talking about on Ascrap, and that, something is just. Missing. I think they'll deliver the match, though. I think that yeah, yeah, Carmelo yeah, and Braun will probably have a good showing as a match. You know what's interesting though? Um, NXT, and granted, there hasn't been. A, a real serious call up. Like I know people will say, uh, I, every time I say this, people are like, well, what about um, Solo Sokoa? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but he was like literally put in NXT for like a month, mm-hmm. literally just to like, way different. It, he was there longer than a month. What are you not talking about? Not that long. Not enough to be considered an NXT person. He is an NXT guy. All of his entire presentation is from NXT. What are you talking about? Nah, I don't know. He's, he's a tough one, right? Because like, I feel like he came in with, the expectation like everybody and already he was on had the Smackdown, expectation like the second week after he was here like that's you know he was i like, mean no, it, it was right after he won the uh the north american title they was Which like was okay and insanely dumb out of and then they were like okay yeah. now he's on smackdown and so like he's a tough one because he came in kind of with this expectation of all right like you know he's bloodline you know mm-hmm. he's he's here and i'm kind of talking about somebody who's been like a, a an act that was built and grown inside NXT 2.0 and then brought to the main roster. I feel like we still haven't really gotten to see that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's no rest after WrestleMania. Like it used to be like, there's five people we know are ready right now to go, but it's not really like that anymore over there. Well, what I find interesting though, is that NXT, I personally, um, there is, somewhat of a how do i put this i know that like the nxt title is is an important championship to win and i think that for most people it it has been kind of a a springboard to career stardom but there is a piece of me that finds uh that finds it almost like if you won the nxt championship and it didn't work out for you on the main roster um, there are times where you kind of look at that and it, it kind of does seem a little bit like uh, like a bigger failure on you, right? Like when you look mm-hmm. at somebody like Aleister Black, who was NXT world champion, um, and then it just didn't click for him on the main roster and then he was released. Or you look at, um, 
Andrade as well. Andrade was, although he had a good main roster run. I don't know what stopped it, yeah. uh, but you know he was United States champion and he got to do all of that stuff. But those, Ray, have those great matches, matches with, were crazy. Yeah, yeah, the great matches with Ray. But you know he was an XT champion, and then uh, he's one of those guys that didn't make it to the top on the main roster. So I say all that to say that, but when you look at somebody like Becky Lynch, was never NXT Women's Champion, but uh, she was a big star on the main She's roster. Mega star. Mega yeah. star on the main roster. You mm-hmm. look at Bianca Belair, never got the NXT Championship, but mega star on the main roster. Um, <coughs> you even look at even Alexa Bliss, didn't even sniff the NXT Women's Championship, but uh, was a star on the main roster. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like because the main roster is the ultimate destination there are some times where i do feel like uh, a person who makes it without having gotten to the nxt title sometimes to me it's a little more endearing for their story Mm -hmm. for their first time to be on the main roster right so um that's not so i guess that's to say that sometimes in nxt not working out in NXT isn't a death sentence um, mm-hmm. and shouldn't be considered a death sentence because there are some times where it's just not for that uh, Florida crowd, but then mm-hmm. you get called up to the main roster and you happen to connect better with the, the main roster or you just happen to connect better with Vince than you connected with Hunter or in this case now connected better with Hunter than you did with Sean. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. So that that's I say all that to say that like – not working out in NXT isn't the end of the world, uh, and it shouldn't be. And sometimes working out in NXT doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be given the NXT championship because sometimes it's like, okay, they're working out so well, let's just move them up to the main roster and get them there here. Because mm-hmm. that's how I feel like Bianca was working out. I think that a lot of people saw Bianca in 2019 and were like, she has it. She has a TV star presence. Does she necessarily ever need to become NXT champion? I don't think that she needed to. Um, There are probably Uh, instances where she should have, but at the same time, I think it's better for her story to have won her first title ever in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that's one of those hindsight things, but I definitely think they dropped the ball by not making her champion more than once. Especially, yeah, no, I think there were more times that they could have made her champion. Like, I, I think that it ended up working out, but... Not That's when Shayna was going crazy, right? They definitely yeah. could have made her champion. Yeah. They could have. Too. But like I said, I think just her story is better for having won it in the main event of WrestleMania. To definitely me, it's it a hindsight thing. Yeah, that's a that's mm-hmm. a hindsight thing. That's not an in-the-moment thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some super chats. Deontay says, just got a promotion this morning to uh, executive chef. Oh, it's uh, lit. I wasn't sure if that said chief or chef, but <laughs> I will. Uh, if it's chief... Uh, and it's just a typo. Great if it's chef Either or way. chef, even better, because um, you're you're putting food in everybody's uh, tummy. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listening to y'all always gives me motivation. Wrestling jokes and fun. Much love, y'all always. Um, Congrats, bro. Yeah, that's, shout out to Deontay. Let's let's see a couple of them plates, big bro. I mean, that's look. I, I will tell you as a an 18 year podcaster at this point. If you're podcasting and your content is not here for the jokes, then what are we doing? 
Could you imagine? I don't even know a podcast without jokes. That just seems weird. No, I, I know some guys who like take themselves. The time. <laughs> I know that sometimes, and I'm like, man, you gotta like, you gotta let your audience laugh with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, imagine if we had a three hour podcast where we we're just serious the whole time, and then <laughs> Vic James came in and he started slamming. No, man, you gotta be talking some shit on here. And more than that, you also really have to be willing to laugh at yourself. Totally. I think that uh, if you know, if you if you know how you're perceived, <laughs> then uh, and you can kind of just play along with the joke. That's that's when it's fun, mm-hmm. isn't that right, you, media man? You know me, I be going all in <laughs> on the beans, Bray Wyatt shit, all that shit. Yeah, I, love it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely some podcasts out here that ain't funny. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Shy oh, uh, Town Spurs says, "You guys think if we send Cody to Ukraine, uh, he could get Putin to stop the war?" <laughs> Proud Dad Cody was the funniest shit at the end. Just him Cody. Cody is. I swear, Cody is one of the most unintentionally funny wrestlers ever. I swear man. he is. <laughs> At says, good. "My guy Phil started off with it. That's why I watch every week." You do. You did. He does. Uh, All right. Bid 666 says, okay, when we getting Reg's Stokely training promo? (laughs) Stokely's a damn fool. Yeah. Yeah. Him, him, him doing those, uh, (laughs) him doing those, uh, those uh, push-ups with, uh, with, with uh, Isaiah and Isaiah was doing a moan every time. (laughs) Isaiah's a fool, man. Now, honestly, I think these are the funniest men on TV. Seriously, I bet you I didn't. I bet you Isaiah never thought like they're gonna really fuck with me if I start moaning. Like I do all these great spots. I'm in this amazing tag team, but when I start moaning, that's what I'm mean, gonna really get. I mean, to he's, he's been dropping the moan forever, though. Like he's been dropping that on Sammy's vlog on BTE for a oh, long time. Man. But the fact that it made it onto TV and got over, it's crazy. AEW, y'all some nasty people. You got scissor me. You got him moaning. I'm like, y'all some. Did you see Daniel there. Garcia yesterday <laughs> with Julia Hart? <laughs> some horny boys out there. <laughs> uh, Tim Gordon says, "Shout out Daniel Garcia who go. couldn't help himself around the Gotham woman." <laughs> Garcia, nah, Garcia, bro, he was like, "Nah, you like red pants? What's up?" They <laughs> weather too. Robert Aquatic says Solo was only in NXT for three months per cage match. Okay. That's not true. The guy was there for almost a year. Why do y'all keep going with the narrative, Solo? man? The guy was there for almost a year. He got there in August and he left, I think, in like September or something. No, he's been there for a year. What are you? I think you're thinking of somebody else. No, no, I'm not. Look <laughs> it up. He was there for almost a year. I like, obviously, I wasn't watching enough. I saw him in Vegas and in. Uh, in future stars wrestling and i was like this guy's should go exactly right to the main roster and then when he got called up I'm like he's not going to be in nxt for long and then he wasn't i mean so it looks like his nxt debut was uh his debut match was november of 2021 and he was there yeah. till uh, uh no i think 
I was just not paying attention because his last NXT match was in August of 2022. Like was said, it? Al- almost a year. That's why I'm like, why do y'all keep going with this narrative? They've been there a month. No, he hasn't. Two niggas Every- that don't watch the show being like, this is what happened on the show. No, this- you don't watch the show. How can we say what's That's on why the I'm show? like, why are y'all talking about it? I don't even like this show. Y'all got me defending the <laughs> like show. I don't like He's like, I'm defending No, he's show. been there. He was there because, again, his entire presentation came from there. His, the, his whole getting over and getting popular, that all came from NXT. Oh, yeah. He was in like a – who was he in the feud with? and they were doing the street fights and shit. He was kind of there for a while. I just stopped paying attention. I get it. <laughs> Crazy. I swear it was like three months. I was like, no, nah, he's there for about three months. Man. I mean, and, and look, time flies when you're not paying attention. I think yeah, it's honestly. Um, anyway, Dream Ninja says uh, we are going uh, to get Mercedes versus Ibatani. Montez is right. God is good. Uh, also, even though many builds are meh, there are five or so bangers set up for Mania, so in ring should be very good this year. Um, I'm not even on the the bandwagon that the build has been as bad as people keep saying. Um, uh, I, depends on which match we're talking about. Yeah, which builds have been dog shit. And Bianca is just Oscar and Bianca has been no good. I agree. That build has not been good. I feel like the pull apart brawl added a lot to Charlotte versus Rhea, but before that, no, I wasn't feeling that either. But obviously, like I, I have liked, you know, Roman and Cody, mm-hmm. um, even so though there's been sad. very little Roman and Cody. Uh, Roman's <laughs> ass is at home. Are you going to be just at home during WrestleMania season? Like, you know, we got a big show, big bro. This, this is a, this is again <laughs> where people are trying to say, oh, well, Cody's not the guy. Cody, no, Cody has been essentially carrying this build. Nobody right. will say yeah, it, he but he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, that I have. No He's honestly had that. to. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> We're going to need you to be on Raw and SmackDown and cut promos because Roman's ass is at home, big bro. Yeah, I, I had the revelation this was this week because I kept going, why is there so much Miz in this Logan Paul and Rollins build? It's not good. Get Miz out of here. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not good. And then it occurred to me, I was like, oh, they have to use Miz because Logan Paul is not available. He's right. not I mean, the, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not... Like, yeah, it's just, but this is again. This was kind of probably Logan point, can't like, be there. They need a, a stand in. Surrogate feuds are really interesting, right? Where like you got these feuds happening with people at WrestleMania, but at the same time, there's a number of guys who just aren't available for it. And so, <laughs> like Cody's been with Sammy and Kevin more than he's been with Roman. <laughs> right. So like Roman's not there, and so therefore. Yeah, Cody has to kind of do this feud on his own. Logan Paul's not there, so therefore you've got Miz kind of filling that role. Um, You're looking at the fact that I know there was a report that Cena was going to be available for building WrestleMania. No. Um, Where are you at? At least as far as advertised talent is concerned, he's not advertised for another Raw for the rest of the build to WrestleMania. So... um, he could be advertised for a SmackDown. I don't know, but he, that <coughs> man is not going to be on any Raws. I mean, that's, that segment did really well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I will give them credit that I do think that they've been booking that feud pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and honestly, Theory did a great job this week of coming back and rebounding and doing this stuff with, with the Street Profits because I was wondering where it was going at first when they tried to laugh him out the building. And then he kind of came back and cooked them. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, okay. it was good stuff. Um, no, nah, he's not advertised for the go home SmackDown either. Uh, I think is that all we see out of Cena for building? <laughs> Cena's Maybe. like, I'm giving y'all two shows, big dog one Raw, and then I'll be at WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I mean that maybe that's why he came out fried him so hard in that one segment. Like I only got one <laughs> one chance at this. I got I got to go ahead. And, and there's and not going to be a back and ain't going to be a back <laughs> and forth. Y'all better use this footage for the next four weeks. <laughs> Uh, so as far as advertised talent is concerned, uh, because like Roman is advertised for a number of shows. He's advertised for, he's advertised uh, Monday, right? He's advertised for this Monday's raw. Um, he is not, he is not advertised for the Monday after. So the go home raw, he will not be. Oh, go figure. He will not be there after mania. I wonder why. Uh, No, I meant the, the go home. He won't be at, uh, but he will be at the go home SmackDown. So like there's stuff they can do with that. Uh, raw after mania. Roman is not advertised, so that is true. Um, and Cody's it's... about to be at every one of them shows. You just listen. Said. I keep <laughs> I, I keep seeing people make this this uh, argument that Roman needs to win. Stop it! Stop! No, that, please! These, these, Stop! These just agents of chaos. They Stop are... it! But there are. I think there are still people that are like he. He should stay champion for another year. No, <laughs> please no. Stop. No, like I was a proponent of Roman becoming a dual champion last year and I was calling for it. But part of why I was saying that last year was because my reasoning with that was that I thought I still believe the company needs one champion. I am not a believer in two champions. I think two mm-hmm. champions sucks. I don't think it's ever worked. Have, have you but, seen what Cody just said? Uh, probably. Yeah. The thing about splitting the titles afterward, but specifically he said afterward. And I like that because I like that because I saw all these people saying, you know, and it's been talked for a while that, you know, Roman should defend the titles twice. He should defend one each night. And I thought, no, Roman's got it all. He has to lose it all. It has to be one shot. Can can I I also ask, by the way, do you think is, do you think this run with him having both titles has gone well? No, well, so that's where I was going with this. I was going to say that I was a believer that he should be dual champion and he sh- and that the company should have one champion because that's it. I think all companies should have one world champion. You can't have two world champions of a single company. It's not a world champion at that point. But that is of the understanding that that world champion is going to be there. And right. so I didn't realize, and I don't think anybody realized when, hey, Roman won both titles, and now we're not going to see him anymore because he was working full-time. He, up told you, he told you that, though. I feel like he's, I feel like it, it, was, it was becoming very apparent that this guy was not going to work the same. <laughs> well, uh, like, that was the thing. was like going into WrestleMania last year, he was there every week. He was there every show. Everybody, tribal chief. Like, that was it. And then after winning both titles, he disappears. Down. It wasn't like a Brock Lesnar thing where like Brock was always a part-timer. So when Brock won the title, you knew what to expect. When Brock becomes champion, that means you're going to see the championship less. Like Roman was there full-time, wins the title, and then we start seeing him less. I feel like that was uh, something I wasn't expecting. And then all the details came out as to why. Um, but I think... A single champion is a good thing if that single champion works those shows. Mm-hmm. I think Cody is the quintessential single sh- or single champion. I think if there's you want one guy to represent the company, but he don't even want both titles. He he wants to he wants to put those titles. Ah, uh, sure. I mean that's fine, but like I again, like I don't. I don't. I still Roman don't ruined it for me. Like now, there only has to be one champion because they're always gonna be less than Roman if there's two fools. There's always I, a less than. I don't. I, I know we've had this I, argument on the show forward, before. He but, screwed it up. They did it to themselves. Like, oh, this guy's the one champion. Now there's two champions. Well, Roman I, was one champion. Like, he, here's I, the thing. Ed, this is how I'll always feel about it. If you split the titles, you have to split the pay per views again. You yes. can't have 
dual exactly. pay-per-views, dual premium live events, and like if we're really about to do Raw and SmackDown, yes. But if we're doing this half-ass Raw and SmackDown, then no. Yeah, I, you, I, I don't know. I just feel like the last year has shown you that it doesn't work, and and it was so funny because but it wasn't I working think, before that either. Well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, 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 I okay. thought it was funny that people were like, "Hey." I'm surprised this isn't working. I told you it wasn't going to work when they decided to put both titles but on the guy. At Will's point, it only didn't work it, because Roman wasn't there. But that isn't the only reason it hasn't worked, man. I think like, so. how, how has they're defending both times, it would be different, be way different. How, how, how has this helped Raw's main event team? And because if Roman, Roman was there. there though, that's but, Roman but, was now, there. Hold on, though. No, but I got away from it because Roman wasn't there. He's not there. That's the point. Okay. Have they have they built any storylines around any raw guys, even when he's there? Cody, it's a raw guy. Seth, like when you at the, when at you, the end of it. <laughs> yes, at the end of it. Like at the end of the day, it's it's all going to a raw guy. Which again, if Roman was there, because Roman wasn't working with SmackDown guys either. Like uh, when you think about the fact that uh, his if last challenge, somebody besides Roman, it would have been different. Is the whole thing that if it wasn't Roman, that person would have been building Raw main events. That person would have been building SmackDown main events. That's just, it's just because it was Roman. Because because this is what I, I'm saying. I, 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 will come, I will I will counteract everything you guys are saying and say mm. there's a reason why. There are wrestlers at this point that are saying split the belts. I mean, because the reason why. But the reason they're saying it is because they're like, okay, we're not getting opportunities at it, so therefore, which has been my point all along. But but (laughs) they would if it wasn't Roman. Like, think about the fact that Roman's last look. look, Think about who his last few challengers were, right? Like, we got Kevin Owens, who was a part of the show, right? And and Sami Zayn. But otherwise, and Kevin and Sami, by the way, Kevin's a Raw guy, so Mm -hmm. we have had a guy on Raw who was built up to facing. facing Roman Reigns. But before that, it was Logan Paul, a guy who's not on either show. He's not a part of the show at all. Before that, it was Drew McIntyre, SmackDown. Before that, it was Brock Lesnar. He's not a part of either show. He's just a guy who like floats who wherever they need him to go. But, but he's not a part of the roster but, itself. But doesn't doesn't that go back to my point that this hasn't helped Raw's main event scene at all? It has actually hurt it. And actually, before that, it was Riddle, and Riddle's from Brawl. And so, no, I disagree. I think that when they have Are you had... disagreeing that it that it has hurt Raw's main event team? I disagree in the sense that I don't think it's been any different to Raw's than it has to SmackDown's. It's the same effect on both. Mm, I, I don't agree, but... Uh, because okay. who on SmackDown's been built up to facing Roman? Because honestly, this is all just bloodline. Those are the only niggas that really got over at any of this, if that's what it is, you know? I, I just I don't see how this has helped Raw's main events. And if, if anything, you've got guys that have you've put a ceiling on them and they had nowhere else to go. Rollins had nowhere else to go when he got hot. Bobby Lashley got super hot last year, had nowhere else to go because you had no championship for him to challenge for. It was very clear that he was not going to win a championship. Um, but it's the same deal on SmackDown. Sheamus. Sheamus got super hot last year. You couldn't do anything with him True, because – because, like, uh, you had a ceiling. The ceiling was the Intercontinental title for him because it's Roman. It's You have a part-time champion. And then Roman shows, like, let's go back to Big E. Big E was the another champion, and he didn't mean shit because Roman existed. It's just like it doesn't matter but, if Roman's here. I, but, see, I don't even agree that Bobby e Lashley at the belt didn't matter because Roman well, hold was on, here. Hold on. I don't even agree that E didn't mean anything when he was champion because E was the guy that was out in front, and he was on – 
multimedia stuff outside of the company. He was a branded bastard with champion. Let me finish my point. Don't start talking before I finish. You've been doing this whole time. Let me finish my point. He's been, he was out in front with that title. He, he got to do things until they decided, all right, let's take your title and add it to this feud at WrestleMania that doesn't need it. But uh, hold on extreme counterpoint to that because i because i said this at the time the moment biggie lost the title um i said biggie's reign he did everything right off screen and they did everything wrong on screen everything you're talking about happened off screen everything about him being a representative with that championship taking it places he did all of that right but on screen he was always seen as less than the entire time he was champion there wasn't one day where they were like this guy's a real champion because roman was there it's all Roman's fault. That's it. I I did not. They I even didn't feel Ro- that way with. Even E feels that way. He didn't like that shit. He's like that run wasn't really that great. He was doing everything. I loved it. Breakfast Club. He was out here. He was really outside. But yeah, on screen, he was just the second champion to Roman Reigns. As a matter of fact, they even they even did it to him on Raw, and that was annoying, right? Where they did that. Uh, they did that. The two nights where it was the New Day versus the Bloodline. Uh, at the beginning of the show, Bloodline wins that match. And then at the end of the show, they do that three-way between Big E, Roman, and Bobby Lashley. And then Roman still wins that match on Raw. Like, you had Raw have a champion, and you still put Roman over on his show. And I think that they made sure to tell you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On your on his own show that he was on, Roman's the guy, mm-hmm. and that's that's, that's fine, the problem I, don't I have agree. with it all together. That's fine, but I don't agree that he didn't feel like a solid world champion in his own right. He did, and like I said, I feel like if anything, there is nobody on Raw at this point that feels like they're anything other than a mid carter everybody has been put at the ceiling i mean even if you look at this logan paul feud the only reason that that's what they're doing with seth because they had nothing else for him to do because you've heated this guy up all year to have him run in circles i mean and there are several guys on that on that show that are feel the same way like i mean bobby is another big example now look bobby doesn't even have a match now Yeah, I mean, yeah. so the, the the we I think we can all be in agreement then at the the single thing that is the issue, and it goes back to the thing you said at the beginning of this conversation, which is folks saying Roman needs to remain champion. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Stop. No, he doesn't. But he does I, I 
but I also feel like, like I said, I don't know. I, I, I get why you're saying one champion for one one brand. I don't know, man. I just feel like at this point, man, we've done this thing of trying to make the the U.S. title the main title on champ on, on Raw, and that should be the thing for guys to want to go towards. But it does create That's a ceiling for guys, yeah. man. I don't like it that. does, and 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 I feel like a lot of people on that brand have suffered because of that. But that's not what I'm saying, dude. I'm saying make one. But world I but I did make that point, between... and you immediately were like, "Hey, but look, nobody from Rod suffered because of that." And I'm like, "You, but they did." <laughs> but no, but the, no, I'm saying that they suffered just as much as the ones from SmackDown. But I, I'm, I, I okay. I'm still just saying here that. If you have one champion who bounces between the shows, then you don't have to elevate. You don't have to make the uh, mid-card title feel like the ceiling because you have a champion who is available to both. Mm -hmm. That's all. I I just felt like that was never going to happen. And I made that point at the time that that was never going to happen with the way that they were booking booking wrong. Roman. It was clear as day Roman. that they were not going to do that. And. Roman. I don't know. I just felt like when you've got two guys that you have made a point of not just not just making it seem like they're bigger than the rest of your roster because you treat them like that, but you've made a point of putting their feud over here and everybody else's stuff is below it. Why would you think afterwards that they were going to turn around and go, all right, well, open open door now. Everybody could just challenge Roman. No, no. <laughs> I, I didn't see that happening. D Skills H Town says, according to Phil, SmackDown was a special touched by an angel edition. Phil delivered <laughs> uh, the much needed laugh as I was in my hot, uh, as I was hospital with my mom. Oh well, I uh, hope oh, everything yeah. is okay there. Yeah, hopefully everything's all yeah. right. Hope you're all right, bro. Um, hope your mother's doing better. Um, yeah, I I thought that whole the whole ending of SmackDown was really good. I think for people that were saying that. Uh, <laughs> um, this this wouldn't pay off well for Sammy if he didn't win a championship. I think that this uh, smacked in the face of them because it just showed, really showed him. It, it got, it, he got yeah. a huge pop with this, and I think it went really, really well. But at the same time, this rumor that uh, they're not main eventing is worrying me. And I'm the, saying that it, it needs to main event for this to be a good payoff. I just think that. The story calls it's, for it. It's the story the calls event. for it at, the, at at this point, and I don't think that the story in in Charlotte versus Rhea has at all. Like, I don't see anything in that feud that tells me this should be a main event feud. Right. And we're With talking the, about the report that Meltzer put out this past uh, Observer uh, this past Friday that uh, Charlotte and Rhea is supposedly going to be the main event of Night One of WrestleMania. Sounds like and, a corporate thing, or like they, there's some reason why is is he's, he's tried to say or something, right? Yeah, you know he I mean? political. He didn't say he corporate. Said, I, I political, political yeah. in there. <laughs> I mean, yes. I could guess what that means, but I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I, so I, I, I could connect a couple dots. I think, <laughs> but I think if any story has earned being the main event, being the feel good moment as you go off the air, fireworks going off, mm -hmm. you know, it is. That the bloodline's been defeated, um, yeah. you know, especially... two times in a row. If they're defeated the first night with the Usos and then the second night with Roman, then they're in shambles. That's a great way to end the show, but I doesn't look like something like that. I, I will say this because I do see people saying that um, the women should be presented as equal and they should be allowed to main event. Big facts. I agree with that. Yep. But 
if there's a women's match that is big enough that feels like it belongs in that spot. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that, you know, all right, there's no woman women's match on the card that feels like it deserves that spot. No, but I feel like if you did the work to build a women's match into a main event, then yeah, put it there. But don't right. just decide, all right, well, this is a women's match and it's good enough to main event in our eyes, so let's just put it there. No, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are kind of looking at the quality side of this, um, I think from uh, the wrong angle. Um, and I, I say this when it comes to, to the, the topic of black talent as well. But um, I think the main event should always be the, the most interesting thing going into WrestleMania. I think mm-hmm. it should be the thing that was built the strongest. I think it, it should be where the most like I said, interest. It should be where the most excitement and interest is on the card. That's why um, WrestleMania 11 ended out, it did. Yes. <laughs> LT and Bam Bam. <laughs> yeah, because it should be where the interest and excitement is. I, mm-hmm. I will always say that. Now, I think that the goal should be to build a women's feud to be the most interesting and exciting yeah. thing on the card. We want so that, that, for sure. Yeah, so that it becomes that. Um, rather than it doing so as a as a means of filling a quota um, or just to kind of check the mark. Just off. to be like, we got another women's main event at WrestleMania. Right. I would like it. to see the women's main event be the most exciting feud, the most compelling feud, the thing everybody wants to see go on last. And we've seen that before. I think WrestleMania 35 was a good example of how there were two really intriguing feuds going into WrestleMania that I think uh, for... <laughs> For a large portion of the audience, it was Brian and Kofi. But I think the overwhelming uh, portion of the audience saw the women's feud as the biggest thing going into WrestleMania. It was mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. It was a red-hot Becky Lynch. And then it was Charlotte Flair who got inserted in there. But um, it was. <laughs> but for the most part, it was this red-hot Becky yeah, yeah, Lynch. That, like, that should have been the main event. That, that should have been the main event. Like, think about how excited people... Like, think about that, that arrest angle and how much people were into that and mm-hmm. them still brawling as they're all being put in the back of those cars. Like, that was a great moment. And uh, that was an example of I making... Really don't like this segment. You don't like that segment? Oh, I love <laughs> I that. Are you kidding me? I that, really don't like this segment. I think it's dumb. I think it's very dumb. You really fucks with Ronda, huh? No, it's not <laughs> even the Ronda stuff. I just think the segment is kind of dumb. Those arrest angles, they could get pretty... I, I thought them continuing to fight through the arrest was badass. I thought that looked really cool. But either way, I think it was, at the time, the most exciting thing, the thing everybody was talking the most about. I thought that... Um, there you are know, a lot of women's matches at WrestleMania, though. What are they up to, pe- four pe- now? Yeah, there's four. But at the same time, you look at all four, none of them feel like the biggest story right. that they put on. And yeah. I think that that should be the focus is giving the women the biggest build so that their match feels like the biggest match on the show. Mm-hmm. But um, to if anything, it, I put the uh, the Trish and Lita and mm-hmm. Becky. I think that's uh, the hottest. That, women's... That'd be a bigger main event, I think, than Charlotte. And uh... I think that's the hottest women's story going right now right. is uh, the three way, not the three way, the six woman tag, mm-hmm. honestly. And but the hell, just and you could even say like, hey, Trish and Lita finally have a WrestleMania main event. That's actually kind of cool. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I but think that was the, the best build they've done so far, but it is I don't know, it, it, it is strange that people are like, alright, well 
women should main event one night. They should, but I, I just don't think this feud is it. Like, and I mm-hmm. think if you were gonna do that, then I think they should have went with Bianca versus Rhea then, because I feel like there right. was a there was a better story you could have told up for that one to make that a main event and that one's getting they they could be telling that story for years too you know what i mean like they, like this is the first time they interacted and and now it's leading to this because those are the two biggest stars if we're keeping facts yeah. to go forward, I, you know? i'm i'm guessing they put that that four-way on the card so that ronda has something to do i'm guessing she's probably gonna why didn't the, i just don't understand why they didn't put the women's tag team championships as a part of that i'm so confused because they already put the titles on Becky and Lita and they weren't going to have them do double duty. Um, um, yeah. They could have so, did that match without those championships. <laughs> I, w- I want to bring have, up this. I don't know. <laughs> I want to bring up the super chat from Jake because um, I may have a controversial take on it. I hope um, I don't. I hope people see my, my point of view on this. But he says, uh, so Walter ain't ready to face Brock, uh, but Omos yeah. is. Man, Vince really out here not even trying to make this a secret anymore. Um, no, I actually agree with the idea that uh, Gunther's not ready for Brock. Um, and that for from this perspective, Omos is. Uh, and again, well, controversial okay. take, I know. But hear me out here. I think for what you want, and I'm talking you as a collective, for everybody who's ever said they wanted to see Brock versus uh, Gunther, for what you're looking for out of that match, I think what you're trying to paint the picture of is a Gunther (laughs) that is a uh, dominant force up against Brock, who's a well-known dominant force, and you want to see these two immovable objects go one-on-one. They think in, it's about to be Clash at the Castle, and and and, 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 in a way where it's two mm-hmm. two monster guys, right? The issue with that is that I don't think Gunther is seen on that level yet in uh in the eyes of the wide fan base i think he can get there i think that it's it's only been a year there's time to get him there to put give you that match you're looking for out of these two guys i think you can get there i don't think he's there yet omas is a different story because i don't think that they're trying to sell omas as a counterpart to brock they're trying to sell him as an obstacle to brock and i think in that sense you could put Omos in there at any time. I'll use a parallel for that. John Cena and Randy Orton was a match people wanted to see for a long time. And they're like, man, I can't wait to see Randy finally get to John Cena because these two were seen as contemporaries. And when they're finally at each other, uh, it's, it's going to feel special. But before we got to John Cena and Randy Orton, they had John Cena face the great Khali who had been there like a year. Right. But the great Khali was not supposed to be seen as John Cena's equal. He was supposed to be seen as an obstacle for Cena. So in that sense, that's something they can get out of the way early on. And you can still build Khali as a threat, but he was never supposed to be seen as somebody that was on the level of John Cena. But when Orton got there, he was, we finally got there, SummerSlam 07, and it felt like these two have finally reached the same level. It's Cena, it's Orton, and we're here. And I think... What you want out of Brock and Gunther is to see Gunther as somebody like Brock. He needs more time for that. For now, though, Omos, and I'm not even saying that I think Omos and Brock is going to be a good match. I think that 
what they're presenting Omos as is an obstacle for Brock Lesnar. And you could do that at any point. You could have done that a year ago and it would still be the same effect. I have a few thoughts. One is the match that people think Brock Lesnar is going to have with Gunther. He's not. Uh, you think that you think that Brock Lesnar is going to let Gunther chop him 15 times? Absolutely no. fucking not. You think he's going to be at the end of that match with the purple chest? No way, bro. Absolutely not. He's going to uh, suplex him. It'll be a good match. Like Gunther's an amazing, talented, one of the best wrestlers in the world. But it's not about to be that Clash at the Castle, 30-minute epic back and forth. It's not about to be that. It's fucking Brock Lesnar. And two, <laughs> this match is about an F5. And that's what they want. They want a visual. They don't want this five-star classic like we want. Like, that would be great. But they don't care about that. They care about seeing uh, almost, almost, what's his name? Almost. Omos. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> they like to see, they want to see almost on top of uh, Brock Lesnar's shoulders getting hit by an F5. That's what this is about. So, yeah. It's a big moment for almost. So, good for him. What's his name? Omos. Omos. Go fill a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got here? Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea Carter? Chelsea. Wait, how you say it? Go fish. That sounded funny. But yeah. Is it Kelsey is a Chelsea. A, a moment for him to get a big F5. And, but yeah, the moral of the story is y'all are not getting that match like y'all think y'all are. If it does happen, it's going to be way different than you imagine. This is Brock Lesnar. I, 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 I sat here and I listened to the whole thing because I was trying to figure out where you were going with this. And no, I don't agree. I don't. Mm. I, I think I, I don't agree with that. Gunther's not ready. I think that I think that Gunther has been built as a world beater all the way from NXT UK all the way up. And I feel like there's a reason why he's had a, he had a record record reign there. Mm. He ha, he's currently got not a record reign, but he's the he's the longest reigning intercontinental champion since Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. I think you can build this guy now as a as a opponent for Brock. The problem is is what. Reg said that I think that at this point in Brock's career, he's not having long matches. He's not going to have this great, you know, spectacular match with Gunther. It's just going to be, you know, a sprint. And that can be fine, but I don't – that's not what I would want to see them do. Um, right. The only but, thing I think is the, that the reason they should have did it is because I don't know how much longer Brock – like Brock is pretty – he could be gone tomorrow, and I think yeah. he like – you just gotta execute. I think he it. might execute. be. You know, seriously, like <laughs> yeah, you know, I think he's out of here. Match to be gone, but, so you might as well. Yeah, because to me, even if you're presenting Omos as this obstacle to him, I still think Gunther works better in that spot than Omos does. Does, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock at Omos. I just think that that's still a more interesting matchup, like in every way. Like even if Gunther takes a loss, then he has this. He's angry because he can't beat And he's he's been saying for the longest that that's the match he wants to have. He's been saying since NXT UK that he admires Brock. I, um, the, my only my only thing with any of that is that, and I don't disagree that he has been positioned as a world beater the entire time. I don't count NXT UK. I don't count NXT in the sense that none of that matters on the main roster. Um, and it's uh, like I'm simply talking about from the time he's been on the main roster and how he's been exposed to the larger audience and uh i think wwe has displayed and they've been displaying for years that there is a clear distinction and a clear difference and you can look at that and look at how over johnny gargano is or isn't and that there's definitely a distinction between those two audiences and that you have to almost (coughs) treat everybody who comes in from nxt or nxt uk or any place as starting from ground zero on the main roster 
You said almost. I was like, I could not figure out the brother's name. Sorry about that. <laughs> Omas. Omas. Um, yeah, I, and I, I do think there's a difference in our audience, but I do think, I, I do think even at this point, Walter's still, well, sorry, Gunther is still more interesting. Like, I still think the the way they've built this guy for the last year or so on on SmackDown, he's still a more interesting opponent for Brock in every way. Like, to just heat up Omos a, a, a few days before and go, all right, well, this is his opponent now. And it's like the Omos shit's gonna be clunky. And and, and and he hasn't he hasn't been on TV and I mean I see people trying to hype up him, throwing him out of the ring. That wasn't it, it, Oh, it that looks so bad. <laughs> it oh, did look good, bad. man. It did not it did look, look good. bad. Like, I know people came one spot and screwed it up. Yeesh. Yeah. No, I mean, like, there were some big holy shit chants, which you can't chant on WWE TV because they were right there on that mute button. Uh, but they were chanting holy shit at the stare down and all of that. And then it was like, as soon as the action started, the reactions were not great. And like, like, I, you guys get back to the stare down. We like that more. Yeah. And, <laughs> I don't know, man. I Like, at this point, I think they should just go ahead and make this a triple threat and just add Bobby to it. Yeah, I guess at this point, uh, like yeah, I, I, that's I, I, right. Rock, Rock Lesnar about to stack him and pin him. <laughs> Double F <laughs> five. Like, I don't know. <laughs> at, at least you could add some interesting story <laughs> stuff there because you got MVP in the middle. But right now, I just that's I don't bad. know. Uh, least anticipated match on WrestleMania at this point. Jake says, uh, also Donald Glover about to have the entire beehive after him now. Yeah, the big homie was tripping. I don't know why he was even, why he would even go in the realm of challenging those people. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't watched Swarm. I don't know what it's about. Um, I don't know. I I haven't watched it either, but I saw a little bit of Busby's commentary online, and I was like, oh, this is crazy out here. (laughs) (laughs) It's nuts. Shout out to Busby. Uh, Brian Miles says, "So Taya is the one, right? She has to beat Jade for the title. No, no but I think she'll give her a strong. I think she'll give her a strong performance, and I think that, um, especially because they have the same finisher, I think that that yeah. is uh, a a way to tell the story intriguingly um, and make it seem like she's a threat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Taya is definitely a contender for both championships, but I don't think she's the one to beat Jade at this point. It has to be yeah. somebody that's like." getting a like Taya doesn't need like a she she should have a push but she doesn't need to like <laughs> a big huge moment because she's already a, a star like we know who Taya is oh my god a shock to say will Cody play peacemaker this Tuesday I know what he's referring to because Tuesday <laughs> we can't we can't cross over into that <laughs> we were laughing about that before the show <laughs> I, I, yeah, Cody. Cody. After all of this, just standing and looking at that TV is still one of the funniest things to happen. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know. Whoa, whoa. I, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen Tuesday, but I am hoping for some Cody memes of him just like looking at the TV proudly. With the, with the Cody thing, like that ending. Do you guys think this could potentially set up a heel Cody run? How long do you think heel Cody takes to to show up in WWE? It's gonna be a long time. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a while. They're so happy yeah. with this. Are you they kidding me? They love them from Cody. He is fucking the, the, over. The, the, the crowd likes him. Uh, yeah. They clearly like what they're getting out of Cody backstage. Yeah. Like it's very clear. Smiling this, Cody is the one. Huh? This 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 was the first time that I felt like oh they're doing they the WWE thing where they put him in all of these things that he doesn't belong in because they <laughs> like him that much. And like at the beginning of the show, I was like, okay, why is he trying to play mediator here? 
I don't understand. And and I mean, he he brought it full circle because he did explain right. the, the Kevin Owens connection of he's the guy that introduced him to the Bucks, and that's what turned into him joining the elite. And and you know, he's the rest is history. AEW reference. They think it's it's about Desi. No, he's gonna get him a, a low key AEW reference off. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I, waiting I, for it to happen. I mean, look. I, Cody is the only person to pay off an AEW build in WWE, but the <laughs> amount of like, but like that man spent months in AEW hinting at dropping a pedigree, and then he does it in WWE. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I was sitting there the whole time, like, all right, why do you need Cody in this? And so we we played out everything. It all went really well. Um, great wrestling moment at the end of the night. KO and Sammy hug it out. And then you cut back to Cody, and I was like, nah, Cody is the greatest, man. This, this guy, man. Like, nah, honestly, I was picturing, uh, like, you just know he's a Star Wars fan, like, right? I was picturing was Cody, the end of it. How was uh, Sammy and Kevin about him? How did he get involved <laughs> in this? I was just picturing the end of Return of the Jedi, though, with, uh, like, Cody just as a blue force spirit, just looking on proudly, like, what he just saw. That, that to me. It's like, I did this. You did not do this. Yeah. Cody, man. Well, yeah, they're definitely doing the 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 big main baby face thing with Cody, and that's oh, yeah, how you yeah. could tell that this guy is definitely winning at WrestleMania. This is like classic WWE baby face shit. Like he's about to be on the Today Show on the Tonight Show and like on that run. Yeah, I mean, look, what good for man. He he, yeah. play, he prayed for this. Uh, he used I mean, to pray look, for, he pray for this. this. <laughs> look, no, I am I am genuinely proud of what Cody's accomplished, and I say this. Um, not as because I know you could isolate this clip and be like, see, Will, AEW guy. But like, Smart. I mean this as somebody who has watched a uh, watched Cody's career since day one. I mean, like somebody who watched Cody come in, uh, skinny ass dude who, uh, you know, with the jet black hair comes in to, to help Dusty during that feud between Dusty and Randy the and the, the cowbell match. Um, what was that Great American Bash 07? And then it seemed like Cody had something going for him. And then they anchored him with Hardcore Holly. And uh, and then going from being tag team champions with Hardcore Holly, the same Hardcore Holly who flipped me off at that Raw uh, as tag team champion, for those who remember that story. Uh, but then uh, goes on teams with Ted DiBiase with Legacy. And then Ted DiBiase gets hurt. And so they, and no, he had to go off and film a movie. And so then they saddled Cody with, um who was it uh with manu and sim snuka uh and (laughs) and then they got rid of those two and then put him back with ted dibiase and orton and they were the lackeys and legacy and then uh they got to beat dx in a submission match uh and then after legacy splits then he's dashing cody rhodes and that seemed like that was going someplace. And then they put him in a tag team with Drew McIntyre. Like, I know this whole fucking guy's career. <laughs> it's like, I've watched it happen. And there have been multiple times where I thought Cody was on the precipice of something big. Um, and I remember I was shouting from the rooftops after he removed the mask. Because that's what happened next. He did the undashing thing. And uh, he was Intercontinental Champion, did all that. But then he removed the mask he had the matches with orton and i was like okay they've got something here he can make it to main event level now and then he grew a mustache and started attacking with damian sandow and that didn't happen and <laughs> but then 
but then kind of another miracle happened, right? Which was the the authority stuff where they had him get fired after losing that match with uh, with Orton, and then he made the comeback, and he got to beat the Shield for the tag team titles. And again, I was like, all right, they got something with Cody here. And then it didn't happen, and then Stardust happened, and that sucked. And then he went off in the indies. He made the appearance at Bound for Glory, and uh, he then went on this crazy indie run, won the Ring of Honor Championship, wrestled in new japan started aew like uh, all of this happened to make it to this point for cody and i think it's really cool to have watched all of that transpire (coughs) i've seen this man's whole career and it didn't happen overnight like so many guys were kind of very quick successes you look at like the rock how that man debuted in 96 and was champion and by 98 and a household name by 99 like that that guy is considered to be so much quicker of a success. Even when you look at Steve Austin, it didn't happen that quickly for Steve Austin. Um, Steve Austin definitely had like a decade and some change in the biz. But for the most part, it's not this, you're looking back at Cody Rhodes having debuted 16 years ago. And like, it feels like it took for, and it happened on TV. It wasn't like he debuted in the indies and then like worked his way up for 12, 15 years. All of this happened in front of us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, it's cool. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing this. I'm enjoying seeing Cody make it, and uh, it's cool. He he does have, like, you can honestly put together a really good video package for him, and I hope they have that prepared going oh, into yeah, WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, the, uh, Cody's about to get his shit off. Call the L.A. Fire <laughs> Department because it's about to go down. March, April 2nd or whatever. No, shout out to Cody. He really, he's talked about this moment. He manifested it. He knew leaving WWE (laughs) that he was going to come back and be in this position. And for anybody to do that and say that is like, it's unprecedented. People say they're going to do it all the time. I'm going to really make a moment out of getting fired or let go or anything. And you're like, yeah, all right. Okay, buddy. But like, no, Cody really did. He went and won every championship you should win out of WWE to show them that like, I'm this guy. And now he's he, coming back to win their main championship. He That's did amazing. the thing that he did the thing I said so many guys should do, right? I was screaming from the rooftops that you know what? Like in twenty sixteen, I was like, guys, if Dolph Ziggler just like left for like think about where he was then. And I was like, if he just left, did a new Japan run for a little bit, you know, tried to show the world like he is as good as he says he is, and like makes WWE need him back. Like, that should be the goal, right? Like, when you see that in WWE, you're not getting what you're looking for. Or in AEW, you're not getting what you're looking for. The goal should be to make them realize what you are Mm -hmm. and make them need you back to give you what you've always believed that you've been after. And Cody is now the shining example that that's possible. Drew McIntyre was that too, by the way. Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre was released. But he still went out there and proved that now y'all need me. And what he was able to do outside the company is Drew Galloway. Now, Drew Mack still need his moment, too, because he really did that. And, like, mm-hmm. that pandemic win ain't enough. They got to give it that big brother I mean, something. He, he he did beat Brock Lesnar. And, he beat Brock Lesnar. I think that his Royal Rumble Brock Lesnar's ass is, too. Is, 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 like, a great moment for him. It's a great it's moment. A, I just wish that his yeah. title moment didn't happen in a gym. 
But yeah. the, uh, but I think that's also why he's been like, yeah, free up that other title because I want something else to do. Because um, yeah, y'all yeah. clearly are just gonna book Roman to be the greatest ever, and I'm just gonna have to stand around doing nothing. Off um, of the Gunther shit too. Do you guys think he's gonna go over in the triple threat? I yes. do. I do not. I think. No, I think Gunther loses. This is going to be the way to finally give Sheamus the win. Mm. Um, because I feel like that's been the story this entire time. The feud has been Sheamus for, since what, Clash of, Clash of the Castle? Before been. that. Um, so it's been, that's been a feud since before July. So I and feel like if. I think he's going to pin Gunther, Sheamus, or Drew. Mm, that's the, that's the, that's the question. Isn't <laughs> if, I feel like if he does win this thing, um, I could see him pinning Drew. And mm-hmm. that moving on and being the next few for the IC title. Right. Um, but I'm also not sure if they're done with Gunther yet as champion. I'm I'm not totally sure on that. But I I, do I think they like, want him to get the record, and that's like he's so close, and they're not going to get anybody else that close, and that's why yeah. I think he's going to retain. If anybody, yeah, should definitely do I yeah, that's why I'm guessing too. But if True. if he doesn't retain, I think Sheamus is Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Hunter says, "Good afternoon, Grab City family." Good afternoon, Hunter. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the buildup between Rhea and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania. We finally got some sort of brawl, but not feeling the hype. We got into it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I I do think the brawl was good. I think the brawl um, added more intrigue to this feud than it had. But nah, the, the promos have not been hidden. And, I, and I'm confused that the promos not hidden because they have so much material here. Um, so much. <laughs> and, and, but they're going with these very stilted promos. Like last night, Rhea's going to, I walk in the locker room and everybody fears me. But you, Charlotte, I'm going to make you fear me. And it's like, no, nah, I don't believe that. This doesn't feel real. This feels like wrestling speak. Like, right. I think the thing that makes the Cody promos and, and the build to the, the match with Roman feel like an actual feud and it makes it feel like it's actually going somewhere is that it doesn't all feel like wrestling talk. It feels like, it feels like an actual motivation here. I think that they did a great job of going, Hey, uh, Roman has this storyline that has been built around family for all this time. So let's bring in another guy and his whole dynamic is family and family values. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm missing here with this story. There's no connective tissue here with the story. It's just like, it just feels like, Hey, here are two wrestlers doing wrestling promos. Mm-hmm. If when they got sense. so much backstory for this because it's Rhea Ripley and fucking Charlotte, like they could tell like twenty different stories off of their history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it, it's just not working for me. And I think it's a few feuds that feel the same way, where it just feels like somebody is writing these. Hey, right. here is insert wrestling promo here, and it just it doesn't feel like an interesting story at all. Uh. Let's see. We got some others. Um, I've been kind of ignoring the Humper chat, so I want to go ahead and get into those. Uh, Let's see. We got this one from Shot Kid. It says, looking ahead to Mania Week, it feels like every promotion outside of WWE is just slamming their meat on the table. Like, that's right. We packing. Any particular non-WWE show you guys are looking forward to the most top for me is Bloodsport. Uh yeah, that Impact New Japan show oh. was looking amazing. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to that, but it looks really, really good. I yeah, think it's happening at the same time, the same as, time as, as Uh, is it? No, I think it's yeah, before. Yeah. I think it is. Mm, it's either it's at the same time as something. If, oh if no, it's, it's at the same I, time. I'm wrong because Bloodsport yeah. is right before. 
yeah yeah mm-hmm. so we won't yeah. be at that but yeah there's a couple shows the ring of honor show is crazy like every time they announce a new match for the ring of honor show i'm like hey yo what's going on here? And hey we were wondering on ask rap city what's the deal with the yuka sakazaki match and then they explained it on ring well, of honor this week so and, it's uh, and that, if you guys watched the ring of honor show at the end of the show wheeler yuda called out shibata so like hey yo it's crazy <laughs> but beyond that uh, of course the for the culture show that's happening we're all going to be out there it's going to be super lit um those there's going to be a lot of great shit going on at wrestlemania weekend there's a a couple of people have made like a list of all the things going on and it's too much honestly (laughs) yeah you know i was wondering why they taped so many matches for ring of honor by the way Mm -hmm. and now i understand because you know then people said that they were at those tapings for eight hours um, but now I see it because I forgot because I thought it was four weeks of shows they needed. It's five weeks of shows because oh, there's still shit. two more episodes that I have to end matches on each show. That's, that have to air. That's a lot of matches <laughs> that have to air from those two tapings. Damn. So, yeah, I, I completely spaced on the fact that they still got to air the stuff. From the, they got to do a show on the 23rd and they have to do a show on the 30th. <laughs> and that was why they taped that many episodes at the Ring of Honor tapings. And then people had to sit through a lot. Uh, Somebody said that, man, I sat here for eight hours. That was a work shift. You should have paid me for this. (laughs) Not not the other way around. so yeah there's there's gonna be a lot i will be in la i know i had said that i probably wasn't going to be um but uh, i leave friday so that i can still catch um i mean you're in la kinda (laughs) i'll be in la yeah it's it's a very short amount of time but i will be there i'm gonna try and catch as many people as i can uh one of my closest friends hit me up and was like hey i heard you're gonna be in la and this is a friend that like every time i'm in la we somehow miss each other and uh she was like um hey i heard you're gonna be there uh and i was like yeah i I maybe have like a two-hour window at best Mm -hmm. Uh, but like last time in la we were trying to catch each other and it just didn't happen and so probably won't happen this time but (laughs) Yeah, no, but, I slept. Me and Philly about to be outside in Los yes. Angeles. What's you up, guys bro? have a blast with all that because y'all are mm-hmm. going to be there for quite a bit of time. In these streets. I can't uh, wait. I'm excited. I also might. Uh, it's like 60% at this point. I might be at Dynamite this Wednesday. Dynamite. Um, You're driving? How far is that? It's like a, I think <coughs> eight and a half hour drive so it's not terrible um and i I made it last time but uh it just happened to kind of work out to where um i was talking with some people and uh i'll say this this is kind of a, a scoop in a sense um i i told you guys but uh AEW's really confident about this week's episode of dynamite mm-hmm. um and I, this is before I knew the card, but I did hear that they're really, really confident about this week's show. I heard and this before they announced Kenny and Bakingo, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. I, I, I showed you guys that. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's just funny thinking about how I feel like Dynamite has gotten 
progressively better. Like it'll have these moments where it's like, ah, that kind of wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And then like it'll it'll get back and it'll have good moments, but I feel like it's getting better. Like the ending of this week's Dynamite was legitimately really great. Yeah. And so I feel like they're in a good position to capitalize off that. So I'm kind of not surprised. But I did think it was really funny that um, I was thinking out of all of this because the ending of Dynamite, of course, is uh, Hangman being in the ring and the elite pull up behind him. Um, and before people showed the after the camera, after the the live heat went off i was like okay kenny's not gonna be feeling this because he you know <laughs> fuck Hangman like that right. so i wasn't surprised at all with that so i did think it was interesting coming into this week all right he's already got a singles a match, singles in, match. <laughs> and it can because this is where we're going it's probably you know leading to hangman teaming up with the bucks at some point um but then Ooh. Twitter is Twitter, and Twitter is like, ah, oh, well, you know, what is this dream match? Is this a dream match? And I'm like, okay, I have. <laughs> this is the exact definition of a dream match. Like, you look the, it up in the dictionary, and you see Kenny Omega versus Vikingo <laughs> in the match. Okay, I, uh, Kenny. Um, couple of things. One, this uh, show is taking place at the Cable Dom Arena in Independence, Missouri. Uh, and why the, the fuck cool... does Independence Missouri get this banger? I'm mad. I mean, hey, Kenny's got some history in Independence Missouri, in California, because uh, the first time AEW hit this very arena, it used to be the Silverstein Eye Center in uh, Independence Missouri. Now it's the Cable Dama Arena. First time they hit there, we had an Iron Man match between Pac and Kenny, oh. and then the second time they hit that arena. It was Kenny Omega as world champion versus Allen Angels, which was that match where Allen Angels got the show out. This is the one right before Full Gear. And it turned out to be probably, uh, Allen Angels would probably say, one of the best TV matches he's ever had. Uh, we, we, got, we got all of the weird yeah. internet discourse out of that one, too. Oh, he's yeah. giving him too much offense. Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, so that was the first one. Remember, then they did the rematch, and the rematch like played off of all of that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So that was the one at um, at Cable Dom Arena. But what was also unique about that was that was the last time Kenny had a singles match on Dynamite. Oh, shit. And this week, returning to that exact arena, he's having a singles match on Dynamite, his first singles match since his last one in this same arena. Oh, so, like, God. Kenny's history with this building is actually kind of unique. In this crowd, AEW's run this arena four times. And three out of those four times, this crowd's gotten a Kenny singles match. Wow. And, uh, and I mean, they had the Iron Man match. They got Pac, Kenny, Iron Man match. Some people think that's one of the best TV matches Kenny's ever had. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of a big deal for that building at the Cable Dom Arena. So that, that's, that's good for them. As far as the discourse, because there's always discourse. Okay, so... Two things. Dream match. We'll talk about that part of it first. Whether or not you agree with it being a dream match, it's professional wrestling. It's promoted. Sometimes you promote things. Sometimes you use hyperbole. And sometimes people will even agree with that hyperbole. It's professional wrestling. 
literally saw Edge and Randy Orton advertised as the greatest wrestling match ever. Wrong. Do you realize what is a standard that is? <laughs> that was, that was the backlash match? Yes. Do you realize that... I don't remember any of that match. Either. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it, it was a big homage to like a bunch of other matches, and that was the test of the Thunderdome because they like they put all of the the crowd sound effects over that, and that was their way of being able to kind of see what they're able to do going forward. And then we got the Thunderdome after that. Um, but either way, that's a thing you can promote. If you don't agree with it, move the fuck on. Like yeah. to sit and argue, like, well, this isn't my dream match. Is somebody dreaming of this match? Was literally Vakingo talking about, uh, he did an interview with Denise two months ago. And in that interview said that the match he still wants, the match he still dreams about is Kenny Omega. Uh, and so there's that. There's the fact that this match was scheduled to happen in December of 2021. And then of course, Kenny had to leave to have surgery and he had to relinquish the AAA Mega Championship and as a result, uh, that match didn't happen. But it was a match that people wanted to see and they didn't get it. And so now they're getting it. So it fulfills a dream in that respect. Regardless, it's a dream match for somebody. Why argue that it's not your dream? Who gives a fuck? Okay, that side of it. But then there's this other side that we consistently see every time somebody new pops up, which is, who is this guy? Why didn't they explain to him who he is? Or to explain to us who he is. Why didn't you build this up? Why aren't we being introduced to him? I'll just leave it at this. This match could be your introduction to him. Huh. I'm not even going to go say look him up because I know people huh. get mad when you say that, when you say Google him, whatever. I don't even have to say that. If this match is your introduction to him, You've then been introduced. Then you'll see what the fuss is about. Yep. Yeah. Happened um, with Commander. He did a big flip, and then everybody was like, oh, shit. Who is this guy? Um, yeah. But that's how these things are supposed to go. I mean, how many people legitimately watched the NWA and knew who Ricky Stark was before the Open Challenge match? None. Introduced <laughs> you to him, and now he's a big focal part of the show. Yep. Um, I don't know. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. So I don't sure. know. What, do you guys like wrestling? I, I like wrestling. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, if, if, somebody's gonna, if somebody's gonna present me with an idea of a good wrestling match, I want to watch it. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just feel like you can't have both. You can't have this uh, world where AEW is treated like this uh, place where their fans are hardcore wrestling fans. That's part of what brought them to the dance. That's part of what what made AEW core fans want to watch this show is mm -hmm. because they followed the elite. They follow elite lore. It's a, it's a special kind of fan that's been that's been with AEW since day one. The kind of guy that would show up at All In. That's 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 a different kind of fan. Yeah. So you can't tell that fan. All right, well, I don't know. You're in a you're in a you're in a niche crowd because you know who who Vikingo is. We know that's yeah. why we we enjoy this promotion and that's exactly. why we want to watch this match. Like, I mean, to follow this thing for a year, like you said, Omega was was planned to have this match two years ago. Um, I don't know. You know, the last time Vikingo was also referenced when MJF, the company's champion, put him over in an interview mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Uh. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's why I'm like to act like, all right, well, nobody knows who this guy is. No, you just don't know who this guy is. And it's okay if you don't know who he is. That doesn't mean there's something wrong. That's okay too. That, yeah. you, that you did something wrong or the company did something wrong. That's mm-hmm. fine. Just watch the match. <laughs> It'll be just, fine. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't understand the idea of and maybe it's just because that's like not how I operate where um and this is in any aspect where let's say I'm at a music festival or some shit and a musical act I've never heard of performs but I see people around me are excited and but I've never heard of it I'm not going to sit here and go well you didn't explain this guy to me <laughs> me personally person? I don't know who this person is you didn't explain it so right, therefore this fun. is no good I don't care that you like it I don't care that you were excited I'm not excited because you didn't tell me like mm-hmm. that's not how this works like in most things I'm going to look at this and go okay I see there's excitement around this so let's see what this is about. Even if I don't know, I see that you guys are excited. I see that you're presenting this in an exciting fashion. This is something I should be excited about. Let me at least check this out. I feel like this is what we're supposed to do as fans. Like, yeah. um, it, wh- let's say, yeah. like at the 2016 Royal Rumble, I am going to use WWE as an example, but let's say you had never seen AJ Styles before. You had never heard of AJ Styles before, but you heard the crowd reacting. You saw people online. I feel like that's enough for me. And I, of course, I knew AJ Styles' career left to right, but I feel like that should have been enough for some people to go, all right, this is clearly a big deal. Let's see what's going on here. And you didn't need yeah. much more than that. And I think that in this case, <coughs> you don't know who this is. Cool. Let this be your introduction to him. That, that used to happen with uh, NXT call-ups all the time. Not everybody in that crowd watched NXT. But when you hear a big part of your crowd going nuts for somebody, like when Enzo and Kaz debut, when you hear how nuts your crowd is going for him, everybody else is looking around like, oh, who are these guys? Maybe mm-hmm. I should check them out. Right. Um, I don't think that's a bad place to be introduced to a wrestler i think i don't think it's bad to be like i don't know who this wrestler is but hey other people are excited so let me check this out not this oh well where's the story behind this match who is this guy like how are they building this match it doesn't need a build not every match needs a build like i just especially when kenny's in the middle of another story like that's the thing is sometimes matches happen while there's a bigger story happening kenny is still in a story that you just saw dynamite end last week with the other members of the elite with now hangman on page and with now Phil Black- just told the story of his homies are trying to get back with their old flame so he wants to be a single again that's the story right there there's a story like the, Five there's stories happening like, and you you could even tie that with the new japan match at the beginning of the year like the, they've been planting the seeds for him to start a singles run since january now now i will say that i do know pretty factually that uh this match came together very recently (laughs) and like as far as like i know it was something that they've wanted for a while but as far as being able to secure him to be able to uh make this happen this all came together very recently Mm -hmm. and so this that's why this was uh, i think it's lucha blog he was giving Mm -hmm. it up on on twitter about how this story kind of came together how it all kind of came together um and yeah so uh, on both sides it seems like vikingo was really excited about doing this and, and executing this deal and on AEW side too everybody was just trying to make this deal happen and there were some hiccups because what there was a story that he was supposed to be in the face of the revolution ladder match a couple of weeks ago but that didn't work out 
And so this is happening. This is much better way to debut one on one with Kenny Omega. They're gonna go I absolutely mean, like, like if you could absolutely de- insane. If your debut in front of an audience is um, a banger match, I think that's a great way to get established with people. Introduce me like that, not some stupid ass yeah, video I, package, bro. I, I mean, video if, packages are great though. I love video. Yeah, packages. but I mean, and, like I'd and, rather and have they, somebody go fire in the fucking ring. And they ran a great video package last night, but I don't know. I just think that. If you're looking at this and you're like, ah, I don't know who this guy is, there are other people that are like, man, I wasn't going to get to see that match because we don't have access to Triplomania or yep. some of the other stuff. But now I get to see it because it's going to be on American TV. That's why yeah. I was excited because I was like, dang, I wasn't going to be able to see that match. Now I am. Right. And so I don't know. It's all right for this to be fun. Everything doesn't have to turn into, oh, man, let me put my promoter hat on. Let me put my business guy hat on. How does this raise their ratings? Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, who cares? Like, why do you guys care about numbers so much? You guys yeah. are not making any money off of this. No, absolutely not. We're talking ratings when, like, the ones that came out this week for AEW, and it's like, you know how many crazy sports games they were up against? You're not going to beat them, the fucking sports games that are on TV, no matter what wrestling company you are when monday night football's on they're beating wwe's ass for a reason and it's never going to change because that's just how this shit goes obviously i i have a show day after dynamite where i do discuss ratings Mm -hmm. um and i think like you know i'll always say that um i think there is value in discussing the measured success of something sure but i think the measured success does not equal enjoyment. I think you have to look at both things separately. There are movies I enjoy that I can discuss as a movie I enjoyed and discuss how it performed or didn't perform at the box office. But those two things do not equate. I don't ever say like this movie that is good is good because it did numbers at the box office. But I can say that this good movie is also doing numbers at the box office. Mm-hmm. It is, it, you can say that um, this show that I enjoyed, I do enjoy it. I also know that ratings-wise, it didn't perform. You don't have to look at that as, well, it didn't perform, so therefore it's so not it's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two things you don't have to equate. You mm-hmm. can look at both things. You can analyze both things. You can discuss both things. But they don't have to go hand in hand. Unless you can't equate to why that is. And it's very, I mean, unless you can't, not equate, but unless you can pinpoint exactly why that is and link the two together. And mm-hmm. the only time that you're able to do that is on an anecdotal basis. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. And I, and I mean, look, I get some people care about ratings and some people want to analyze these numbers. Uh, Thurston does a great job. There are people that care about these things. That's not what I mean when I say who cares. Yeah, I say uh-uh. who cares when it when it's people that are at home that are like, all right, well, I don't know. What does Vikingo do for this company? They're never going to grow if they keep doing stuff like this and feeding their niche niche audience. It's like that. That's stuff that's I don't exactly really understand. Why they're going like, to grow? Like, I, but but, <laughs> but even if that. even if that's true though, like even if you are just speaking to your niche audience, why is that a bad thing? Why is that bad? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the story that's been told for so long is that 
where because that I've been for a long time feeling like bad being a hardcore because WWE said for so long that being a hardcore is a fucking dork. I that, like, that's what I'm saying. If if you know? you're giving me something that I enjoy, why should I be upset about that? If you're gonna mm-hmm. keep giving me things like I saw people like, all right, well, New Japan Forbidden Door and the and the and the uh, collaboration didn't change the ratings last year. So why are they still doing it? And it's like I don't know because it's good wrestling. It was a great show. And people enjoyed it? it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the best pay-per-views of the whole year. Why wouldn't they do it again? (laughs) Uh, We got another one. This one is from... Uh, this is from Life of Dean. He says, uh, for Grapsity, last week was a very tough week for me. I lost a really great friend and mentor. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, the show last week helped me just take my mind off everything for a bit. Uh, you guys are awesome, and I truly appreciate what y'all do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank appreciate you. But, you. Uh, Deem, and I am so sorry for your loss. Like, for real. Um, that always sucks, and I've been thinking about loss a lot lately, so... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, speaking of loss, I'm going to send a shout out to, uh, he was an indie referee. His name was Sean O'Brien. Uh, he mm-hmm. just passed away. Uh, a lot of friends are uh, very hurt by his passing. So I want to send a shout out to all the friends and family of SPO. Um, tough time for people out there. Tough time for everybody in every avenue of anything. So if you're going through loss, uh, we're all here with you because it's just crazy outside, man. That's why we come and talk about wrestling for three hours to take y'all off your, your yes. mind off this shit. <laughs> yeah, rest rest in peace, SBO. Yeah. Uh, we got another one here. This one's from um, Wonga. It says, Good day, Grap City fellas. Mark Davis and Osprey had a great match. Also glad Davis then got evil and those House of Torture bums out of the New Japan Cup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Now I hope he beats Sonata after he left Lij to join those four plebs. Shout out to New Japan. Uh, Leo's about to uh, do the deal very soon. Here we hoping right when that yeah. uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. That's uh, New Japan uh, Cup Finals. That's when that match is happening. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Sonata going and joining uh, those four guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, just four guys. That's the best. Uh, just four guys. Name um, I've heard. <laughs> it, just five guys now, I guess. Uh, just five guys. Yep, they're definitely gonna. Be I don't know what to make four. of that. Um, I, I, I think Sonata is one of those guys that people have been like he's next up for a long time, and then wow. it just never happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope this is the thing that pushes them forward. Um, I don't know. I do feel like he was kind of in the shadow of uh, two or three more interesting wrestlers in LIGA. Um, so maybe this helps. I don't know. He's never going to be Okada. That's his problem. <laughs> Sorry. I sorry. mean, I mean, it is it is tough though when you're just the handsome guy and you're standing next to Naito and he's the cool one and Hiromu, who's a better character and can do all of the cool wrestling stuff, and then Shingo emerged just like. You got to have something more than just being right. the good, the good-looking guy that does the really cool um, submission hold. Exactly. Van Twin Blade says, "All of you need to call Shaza sometime this week and say goodbye because she will not survive Wasteland War Party." Also, <laughs> R.A.P. Davy Richards' How career. Confused. What the fuck, man? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Um, it's it's <laughs> over for Davy Richards. Uh, and shout out to all the homies and team at Mission. Hopefully they. Uh rebound off of whatever bullshit this is 
Yeah. Uh, Atlas Earth says, enjoyed the brief combo when Reg was with Cresta on the ROH slash Impact post-show discussion. <laughs> Not sure if it would work out for her schedule, but would love her as a guest. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be super. She should definitely come to, to the, mm-hmm. hang out with the Grab City guys. Yeah. There's also Dream Match Wednesday uh, with Heo versus Kenny, uh, and then says, question mark, Raj. Um, I mean, look, Raj got a He's got to quit. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. I and I sh- I should say because we were all going hard. None of this was aimed directly at Raj. I no. hope people don't think that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's he, just he, that I, course... I'm not, I aim it at the discourse. Like that's the end yeah. of the day. But like, I mean, Raj, Raj is wilding though. No, Raj. <laughs> I I can't imagine spending that much time arguing the same points with these people. Right. Um. Who like every day. Like, like, if you're going to hot take something and you know it's going to be, like, controversial and he knew, say, calling out the Dream Match stuff was going to be controversial. Like, it was like I did with that Christian tweet. Like, yeah. tweet it out and then hit mute. It, like, walk away. Like, let your point stand. No, this going to go into the comments and fight him. Like, you can't fight all these people. You're not going to win. And you uh, never win. Uh, ever. Yeah. There's not yeah. one time Twi- Tweeting through it never works. Ever. Never works. <laughs> It, it, it never, never ever works. Um, There's never one time where we're like, man, he tweeted through it, and he really did. And then we're always he, like, he, man, he's tweeting through it. I, I hear that Edge and Christian tweet that I tweeted is still going. Like, that. there's still people commenting. I, there's still people quote tweeting it. I don't know. I ha- I haven't I, seen it I, since I, I posted I, I, it. That's, hit me. that's what gets me when they talk about me online as being this AEW shill or whatever they think I'm doing. I never do tweets. I don't do controversy of tweets. Do tweets. I <laughs> do tweets. <laughs> I don't ever do these controversial <laughs> tweets. Oh, okay. Get, Old man righteous rage. Do tweets. <laughs> to try to get engagement. <laughs> Mine's are never like, I, I know this one's really going to fuck up the timeline. I'm a troll. I'm not about that. Like, my tweets are real. I'll be really talking that shit. I'm not here for like this great engagement because most of the time the engagement is awful. I don't even want it. I just want three people to see it. I don't want twenty thousand people. To see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So no, none, none of that was directed directly yeah. at Raj. It was just directed at the subject at hand. Um, he just happened to be fired. on the side. <laughs> yeah, he just happened to be on the side of an argument that I just don't agree with. Um, yeah. And he he's just had a wild First week on, on Twitter with not just this him battling QT Marshall. Like what what's going on, bro? Like what, QT, what's happening? With them Twitter fingers, man, he let him have it. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. Jay last night too. He was uh, he was really out there with them tweets. Go to bed, bro. Why ain't nobody in bed? Uh, <laughs> I know, man. Sleep is the best. It, Go like to sleep, you guys. Like honestly, I don't know. No, this week though, and it must be because I tweeted about it, but uh, because I saw a tweet and I I had uh, it was about somebody bought this game from GameStop. And it was marked new, but it like wasn't even in the original packaging. They got it in a sleeve. And they're like, what the hell is this? And I remembered one of my first jobs was I was a manager for GameStop. And I was like, oh, I said, the reason for that is because, see, GameStop can, um, the words pre-owned play a a huge factor in GameStop's ability to do that. Because they stopped using the word used. Because used implies that the game hasn't been used before. But... As a former GameStop employee, I will tell you, we took new games home all the time, played the shit, put it back in the package, sealed it up, and that was it. So then we had to remove the word used and changed it to pre-owned. And at that point, it's never been owned by anybody. 
Um, it's just, uh, it's, but that doesn't GameStop mean it's such a scam. The biggest scam in the history of video games. Right. Game like game literally stop. every new game, like Halo 3 dropped. I was like, okay, here we go. Taking that off the shelf. I, I use a little razor blade, slid it open, Bruh, get my I disc brought, out, go I play it. WrestleMania 21, went home and played it for two hours and took it back. And they charged me, they gave me way less money than I should have. Oh yeah, no, trading values. No, so the key is, and I had, it, I had a regular customer who used to do this. The key is with GameStop. It was always buy used games because used games can be returned, no questions asked. Gotcha. And so I had a guy who would consistently, they had a seven day return policy on games, right? And so his thing was, okay, I'm gonna spend $50 on one game and I'm consistently just gonna keep returning this one game for the next ever. And uh, he never slipped up. It was like seven days. There were times where he would return the game and buy it again just to restart the seven days but he only ever spent the original fifty dollars on or sixty dollars whatever it was for his used game and he would consistently just abuse yeah. gamestop's return policy and gamestop's return policy by the way on accessories is t they'll take anything back no questions asked at least that's what it was when i was working there and that was years and years ago but um i said all this to say talking about sleep i tweeted about gamestop <laughs> and for whatever reason I dreamt about GameStop and working there last night. Yeah, I know, right? And it was... Uh, I, I, I worked a Black Friday once, by the oh, way, and had God. people come, going out the line, out the door. I got robbed at gunpoint one time. Like, that oh, was... Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, GameStop was, was an experience. I worked uh, Black Friday at KB Toys. Ooh, <laughs> that shit was crazy. I no, was like, Black... you know what? Maybe this shit ain't for me. I'm out of here. Black Friday retail jobs were... Mm. Uh, Nah, but like, yeah, the uh, for whatever reason, uh, robbers always knew the best time to rob GameStop is right after the launch of a brand new game or a brand new anything because they're like, yeah. that's when you got the most cash in your drawer. Uh, so it was like, oh, this new Metal Gear Solid just came out, dope. <laughs> uh, and the policy of GameStop is when there's a gun in your face, just give them what they're asking for, yeah. and because. Yeah. This shit ain't I'm worth your life. Your life on the line for Super this Mario shit, Brothers, bro. <laughs> this shit ain't worth your life. And so, me, it was always, okay. King. <laughs> Take it out the drawer. I'm supposed to be laughing at you getting robbed. This is crazy. Terrible. <laughs> They're fucking terrible. They're like, all right, take me to the consoles in the back. I'm like, oh my oh, God. Like, like a, what kind of gun was it? It was a shotgun. It was oh like, oh my a, God, to rob a GameStop? It's like, okay, how many do you need? <laughs> you want you want take you need to these the consoles. <laughs> you need the Xboxes. You need Playstations. I got some got some Wii's here. You need these too. Yeesh. You know. How do you, you go back to work the next day after <laughs> that? You went back <laughs> you, the next day? Yes, because they're like you manage this place. Of course, you have to work here. <laughs> <laughs> they set me up too. By the way, they they set me up because uh, when I had applied for the position, they were like, "Oh, we know the perfect store for you to manage." And um, so it happened to be in a neighborhood I grew up in. And so I got initially excited because I'm like, hey, niggas. But then mm -hmm. I was like, um, hey, niggas afterwards, too. Same yeah. Thing. Uh, uh, but then it was like, like I said, it was the neighborhood I grew up in. Grand and open and grand closing. So I was I was excited because I thought this is I'm going to see some people I grew up with. Like this is, you know, I was what, like 
20. So I'm That's like, I'm going to say. Thinking too. When they saw you as manager, they was like, mmm, food. This barbecue chicken. No, I know. I, there were probably those moments where I was like, under the ski mask, I'm like, wait a minute. Mark, is that you? Like, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know me. <laughs> Turn around. Barbecue chicken, bro. You going to the reunion? <laughs> but not, but because people were warning me afterwards where like, I was like, oh yeah, I got that store four triple seven. That was our store number. And they're like, yeah, I got that store. People looked at me like, Ooh, you got that store. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, what? Right? They said, and the only warning they gave me was they were like, when somebody says, Hey, can I see that behind the counter? Like, don't, they're like, keep it in your hands. Be like, yeah, see, because they're like, they are running out the door the second it's in their hands. Mm. And I let myself fall for that one time. Where somebody was like, hey, can I see what that PSP looked like? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then yeah. out the door. Yeah. Um, nah, there, the, what was the other time? There was a time where uh, UPS had shown up with the daily deliveries because GameStop gets some daily deliveries in boxes. And <coughs> I had like this line of customers. And so I, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, just set it on the counter. And I just keep dealing with the line of customers. And then finally when they're done, I turn my head around. I'm like, where the fuck that box go? Down. And so I go check the security cameras, and uh, this white dude walked in, and he literally just like looked around, grabbed the box, <laughs> and he just walks out. And so I end up going to look at it up, and I'm like, "What was even in that?" And it was just like Pokemon strategy guides. Nah, I'm like, "But who the hell?" Great did? job, buddy. Yeah, Great deal. <laughs> You got yeah, it was literally just a box of Pokemon strategy. I was guys. never held at gunpoint, but when I worked at Blockbuster, I'm really aging myself. KB Toys and now Blockbuster. Yeah, I'm a hundred years mm -hmm. old, you guys. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was working there one night, and two brothers came in, and they just grabbed like twenty games each in their hand, and they just walked out, like with the security tags on them and everything. And I just watched them. Like I'm not going to chase <laughs> you guys over these stupid ass this games. Is a multi billion dollar corporation. Like I'm not. <laughs> Die for this blue shirt? Absolutely not. Not <laughs> <fun>, you guys. <laughs> Scary. You're not about to be holding it. I'm like gunpoint sounds crazy. Have fun, Whatever you guys. You want, bro? I'm not about to be playing with you. You don't hold that gun in front of me. I'll help you. Yeah. You know what's funny too though was uh, after. So once I you know started getting into my career. And one of the things I did early on was I used to produce commercials for local businesses. Mm -hmm. And there was this local business, they went out of business like six years ago, uh, called Buyback Games. And uh, they wanted me to do a local commercial for them. And so as I was writing the commercial, I'm like, uh, they're like, we really want to like stick it to GameStop. We want to tell customers, <laughs> stop shopping at GameStop. And I was like, well, <laughs> guess who's got the experience with GameStop to... Uh, <laughs> to let you uh, to, to come up with the thing and the thing we went after was the Not fact that you making a gamestop diss track what you said oh we did we did we <laughs> uh i had t-shirts made for this commercial and i we uh so it was stop, like stop stitching so, gamestop shirt so it was a that we made a parody of gamestop called game store and we had this whole set made to look like a gamestop and uh <laughs> I actually went after the practice of selling used games as new. And literally, uh, it's two GameStop employees just sitting around playing. I think it was Resident Evil 6. And they're just sitting around playing it. And then the guy goes, can I get a new copy of Resident Evil 6? And guy goes, yeah, sure. And then just like pulls it out the console and throws it at dude. And is like, there you go. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he goes, wait, this ain't new. And he's like, well, it's never been owned. <laughs> 
So you was giving it up. Oh, yeah. And then then the voiceover goes, at Buyback Games, when we say a game is new, we mean it. And that was our deal. That was a great commercial too. If you ever good. saw, the, if you living in Denver, if you ever saw that commercial, I was one hundred percent behind that. There's a, uh, I have a picture. It's one of my favorite pictures of me in production. But it was me, like I was the director on that commercial. Me just kicked back. It was twenty two year old me, like yeah, fuck GameStop because they fired me. And you didn't <laughs> see some things, haven't you, Will Washington? <laughs> Hmm, yeah so that was uh that was me doing one of my first ever commercials for a local business but yeah Yeah. GameStop fucking sucks no they fucking suck yeah yeah go figure anybody online that thinks that anybody on this podcast wouldn't survive in a hood there you go oh yeah (laughs) there you go worked in a store yeah I mean, I grew up in... Never mind. I'm not going to get into no, that. You don't right. have no, to no, 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 you don't have to do that. I don't have to do it. No, 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 no. It. no but I, I, I... Either way, uh, let's see. Mm. We got a another one that is from One Sweet Chris. It says, y'all see that Tony Khan said ratio on Jimmy Van's opinion on Dante Splat. Of course we saw that. I have a feeling that list in your boy this week with Sean and Jimmy is going to be one of the funniest episodes that, <laughs> that, yeah. uh, that's ever been done. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. And because one of those guys pays my check, not Tony Khan like some people think, um, yeah. I, I can't fully give my whole Let's move on. <laughs> I, I, but I did see it. Yeah. It was, a, it was what, quite a thing. Clip that part, please, where <laughs> Phil says one of these guys pays our check and it's not Tony Khan. Please clip that. <laughs> that's what's going on here. <laughs> so we're uh, moving on. <laughs> Let's see. It was uh, we got Raj who says, "Is it wrong? Yeah. I low key want Brock to beat Cody for the titles. Also, I'm not Geary, just another brown dude named Raj." You got to get another handle or something to add I, on to the end of that, Raj. So they know. Nah, fuck that. Like it, that's his name, and he gets yeah, no, to keep the name Raj. Raj. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let um, the other Rajs get into you. I I don't want to see Brock as champion again anytime. Oh no. Please no. keep him as far away from the championships as you ever could. He never has to be champion again, I, I, ever. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I do think that in a lot of ways, Cowboy Brock was way more interesting than unbeatable champion Brock was yeah. because it just mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. This whole thing of, hey, this guy doesn't like wrestling, guys. Isn't he horrible? No, I, no. I don't like this. I want, <laughs> I want to enjoy this. Bring the silly shit if he's going to be doing that. I sound like Cowboy Brock, but I've talked about that already. Um, let's see. We have got a, another one from uh, Joseph. It says, which matches are y'all looking forward to at the Collective this week? Mm-hmm. Coda and Speedball at Bloodsport and Leo and Trish at For the Culture stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm um, looking forward to seeing Brian Keith and Two Cold Scorpio. Um, yep. I think that's going to be a killer match this or at uh, for the culture, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speedball has a couple of them. Speedball and Vikingo is going to have a match too. That's going to be Who, crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd have to. Uh, you should probably look them up. I think. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Speedball does have a couple of them. I think Speedball versus Coda is absolutely one. That's crazy. Uh, Black Phoenix brand says, I'm no Dom or Judgment Day hater, but I am not okay with how Legato Del Fantasma is being jobbed out to serve the stories of Ray yeah, and Dom like and keeping Rhea strong. The amount of El Santos is taking is uncomfortable. 
I don't it could like be it potentially leading to a thing with uh, Santos and Ray Jr. Maybe more, but I, yeah, I don't really like what's going on too much either. I, you know, it's funny as I know what you mean when you say Ray Jr. But it keeps making me think you're talking about Dom uh, because, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> no, the original Ray Jr. Jr. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I grew up with him being referred to. And as the Ray funny Mysterio thing is, Jr. when you said Dom, it made me think of something else. I'm like, I don't think this podcast is about that, but that's on some other shit. Let's move on. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were talking about Fast and the Furious, and I, then I quickly realized <laughs> See, that's not what you were talking about. Things uh, just keep changing. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I agree with them taking all all, all this uh, punishment from Dom of all people, but I do. <laughs> I I do think it's um I do think it's a good idea to turn them face, and I I have enjoyed them as faces. I do mm-hmm. think um the stuff he's been doing with Ray has been good. The whole yeah. mask exchange and stuff was really good. Oh. Um, but there's got to be some payoff to this, like. There's got to be a run after this that something. makes this worth it. Not getting punked out by Dom, that can't be. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's got to there's got to be something else after this for the guy, like some kind of tag run or something. I don't know I don't if know. I like them as I like the 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 Rey Mysterio stuff, but I like them better as Hill. I thought their Hill shit in NXT was really good. It was, but I I just was saying I just enjoyed the stuff he was doing with Ray. I just yeah. thought it was I thought it was interesting because they don't they don't do a lot of that uh, lucha stuff on WWE television, so right. I thought it was interesting. Like they hate mask. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we've done the whole this person hates mask gimmick enough between AEW and WWE. We've seen mm-hmm. enough of that. <laughs> yeah, we like masks, especially the kids. They don't want to see them ripped. They want to put them on. Uh, let's see. We have a uh, another one uh, that says there's this, it's from Blues. It says there's this Twitter account called Boozer Rastlin. It's someone in WWE and leaks the script for every show. He claims Reigns retains thoughts. Um, I don't know of this account and never heard of it. Uh, never heard of it. Um, but there's a couple of those out there of people that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it somebody in WWE or is it you know because. Again, because and the reason I say that is because you know there's a few people who can get their (laughs) hands and Fightful is one of them on show rundowns, Um, and so if you are able to, because I just pulled up their Twitter and it looks like they're they tweeted a whole bunch of stuff that looks like show rundown stuff. I don't really see necessarily anything that's, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know who this person is. I don't know anything about any of this. Yeah. Uh, but all I'm saying is that they're saying Roman's going to retain again. Uh, I don't know when this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't see the appeal of him retaining. I just don't see it. I don't either. Like, I, I don't think he's retaining, though. Just drop the goddamn titles, Roman. <laughs> I, I don't think he's retaining either. And I, I see people that are talking to like, well, isn't it too soon for Cody to, to win? Doesn't he, he doesn't he need to lose first, which is such WWE logic that the baby face has to lose before they get the big win. Or people no, are sometimes like, you could just win. He just came and he was out half of the time. And why is he going to be the one to beat Roman? Like, but that, Because I, he has an undefeated streak and he has the most to gain from winning. I don't know. Yeah. He has the, he has the most clearly defined storyline with Roman. I, I don't know. And he is over like fucking Rover, too. Uh, so, anyway, the. Uh, what else we got? 
uh, I got to turn back to the the old super chats because there's still so many. Um, Jake Salazar says, "Why Oscar be eating gushers and smiling?" I was thinking it was a Slurpee. Uh, I don't. I don't know, but. I was so excited when they turned Asuka, and and and, they, and it just seems like they're Hopefully trying. to they do something with their title reign. Yeah, yeah. I it I don't really understand what they're doing at the moment because it feels like they're trying to do this thing where she does heelish things, but they don't want her to be a heel. Right. And I'm just like, just let her be a heel. Let her be a heel. I don't know. And then it's like, oh well, they're trying to make the case that her and Bianca uh, respect each other, but. Bianca's also kind of weirded out by her, and it's like, yeah, but I don't know. Just tell the story. Do we have we even gotten a, a, an idea of why she went back to the kind of gimmick? No, have I we don't. gotten any any explanation for why she changed at all? No. Maybe give us those things that because mm-hmm. they're you kind of kind of important to the story. I don't know. And it's been a minute too. What that was at Royal Rumble already? Yes. I still haven't been. Get, like, well, this is why. I don't know, and I get some people are like, oh well. Once she starts doing heel stuff, she's going to get cheered. But, I mean, I don't know. Somebody's got to be healing this match. Yeah. I think that's the, that you just got to deal with the problem if you run into it, if that's what's going to happen. But somebody has to play the heel. They can't play whatever they're playing here. It's just silly. Um, apparently, during a Q&A at Planet Comic Con today, um, which, damn. I have been to Planet Comic Con before. I didn't know Mercedes was going to be there and doing a uh, a Q and A, but apparently, um, she said, "When is Forbidden Door? I just need the phone call from Unc," and left it at that. So, <laughs> um, I asked a question, y'all, and it seemed like uh, he's trying to tell y'all what I'm telling y'all. To, that... uh, Unc is trying to get in contact with you, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. Very interesting. Uh-huh. And, Coming up soon, too. Coming up soon. And uh, yeah, the uh, the she was interviewed through it all by Leva Bates, by the way. Oh, even more interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of feels like she'll be in Toronto. Uh, huh. <laughs> so either way, huh. I didn't know that. Well, Planet Comic Con is one of the Comic Cons that I, there, there's three I'll usually hit. There's what was formerly known as Denver Comic Con, and then it became Pop Culture Con because everybody's like, this shit don't have nothing to do with comics no more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they changed the name of it. And then there's Colorado Springs Comic Con and... Uh, Kansas City's um, Planet Comic Con. Uh, that was where I met Jason David Frank. Actually, was at um, the Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. So R.I.P. that's a, that's a good one. Always. Uh, last year says uh, Athena versus Yuka at Supercard. Uh, Saray next, please. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm here for all the Saray matches. I want Saray yeah. to get all of the dream matches. Uh, or quote unquote not dream matches <laughs> not my dream phil uh let's see tim gordon says hope athena was watching grand princess last night she'll see so she can see what's in what she's in for with yuka um, we gotta talk and, about athena because... i think i think athena's been in bed was she was in bed at that time yeah probably it was like three but in we, the morning <laughs> we have to talk about the amazing run that she's been on like in long she is form killing it because she's one of the not just a woman wrestler but straight up wrestlers of the year with the things that she's been doing in Ring of Honor with that championship, with the matches, how she's been destroying these women in all these matches. The match from Matayan from Ring of Honor show was just like, could you not great. 
destroy people. But yeah, amazing. Athena's on a run. She's showing every week why she's one of the best and why they really fucked up with her over there. It's crazy. Man, in general, like she's, uh, but even on, um, I guess, main roster AEW, as we yeah. can call it now. Same shit. Um, yeah, uh, same shit. Like she's showing what she was capable of, and mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor's doing doing well by her. I think that, uh, honestly, I like the show. Like just in general, I have Great liked show. the show. Episode yeah. three was, wasn't as good as two, but it was still good. Yeah. Um, Episode two was just an extremely exceptional show it's going to be hard to top but they're all really great shows the matches there's at least one to three really good matches in every show and there was one to three really good matches in this show the the uh claudio and willie mac willie mac just being on tv is just amazing the way that claudio murdered him with that (laughs) european uppercut at the end oh my Uh goodness it's crazy out here hey hey, but then um uh silas young and shane taylor like that's shane taylor yep shane taylor showed up which is dope i think the rest of uh shane taylor promotions are going to show up soon uh ar fox is cooking out there ar fox metalik and blake christian are forming a team possibly to wrestle i think they are challenging at supercard and that's uh, what i on the show uh on the show with kate if you haven't seen a poster roh uh, Reg and Kate definitely tune into that. I was saying this is the best embassy performance I've ever seen. I haven't really been super in. Oh, the on one against em- the uh, uh, against the boys in Dalton Castle. Uh-huh. I haven't really been in on them, but this match they looked like monsters, dude. They were destroying shit. I liked it a lot. I really liked it. But if you um, haven't seen that ROH show? You should watch that show. It's really good. Th- this was the first week that I felt like um, if they need anywhere to put Dalton after this uh, six-man run, which it looks like the six-man run is over. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad at him being television champion because I think I that they've got something special with him. He's and really I think good. that mm-hmm. he is a guy that should be on Ring of Honor television regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of which, though, uh, and television championships, like, I'm also really looking forward to seeing Mark Briscoe do his thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. really, I, I think the show is really gearing up. And it is... Just uh, it really does remind me if you liked network era NXT, I think you'll find something to really love. It's very similar to network era NXT. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard to compare it to old Ring of Honor because it has a much bigger budget. It feels like a bigger production than the spirit um, of Ring of Honor is definitely still there, but it's different. Yeah. In a good Uh, way. Yeah. Like I said, it feels a lot more like that era of nxt than than anything i think you'll enjoy it if you haven't oh, given it a and chance that, yet. we started talking about the frog slash but dante martin and uh mike bennett was crazy mike Arthur. bennett is an extremely uh talented veteran wrestler that like really showed that you can do different things with dante and dante has matured so much since we first saw him in aw it really was about just flips but now like the flips like are for a reason and mm-hmm. His strikes in this match were, cr- I'm like, yo, Dante is really like changed in these last couple of months, man. So, He's great. Yeah. Speaking of Dante, what do you think uh, about the tag match they announced last night, Rich? Oh, that, I thought that they were really good in that segment too. I actually thought that uh, when they said we're the best brother tag team, um, or they, what did they say in? Uh, oh, so you they young were Buck like, fans. Yes. No, they said, oh, you guys are Young Bucks fans. Oh no, the Lucha Bros. Is that who you're talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now let my boys get that W on Wednesday. Get these uh gum brothers up out of here, man. We done here. All right. You already know they're not gonna get I know the exactly w, what's going on yeah. here. You know they're not. 
<laughs> nah, but uh, I did. I don't know. I'm. I look. Mike Bennett has has been a friend of mine for ten years now, mm-hmm. um, and I've always been a big supporter of his. I've always been a big believer of his. Um, I was one of the few people who was screaming, "Push Mike Canellis!" Knowing full well that they weren't going to push Mike Canellis. Um, but uh, but I'm like, but that's my friend, right? And I'm like, really excited this to is see the him. Greatest. <laughs> like that. That's my friend, and I want to see him doing well. And so, like, I was Did, didn't feel um like good vibes for him when they were doing that whole cuck angle. I was like, oh, yeah, that was yeah, weird. no. I uh, but I always just wanted to support him and what he's doing. Why and... did we ask Maria about that? Like, how did that come about? Her deciding, well, not her deciding, but them deciding at one point that she was just gonna like just humiliate this guy every week on television and scold him i was like yeah where are we going with this especially when you see what he did on against dante you're like oh this guy can do this why the fuck right. is he and like that? i'm i'm loving what he sh- what he's been showing since because i know that like a lot of people going in like before he was signed with wwe the consensus around him was man he's he's not built for the indies he he doesn't wrestle enough of an indie style um a lot of people thought he was boring and uh, and then, of course, he was working more of a style that was suited to being signed by WWE. Mm-hmm. And he did get signed by WWE. And I think he did learn a lot there in that process. And what's kind of cool is coming out of it, I think he saw that there's a bit of a, a hybrid way to get there because yeah. I think his Boston Strong style stuff is really good. And I think he has come out coming out of WWE, I think he's a better performer than he was in or before definitely. WWE. Most um, and yeah, I think he's doing the best work he's ever done right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think and people like, I like him as a, I like him. I think he's a great singles, but I like the kingdom so much. And I think mm-hmm. they add a lot to any tag division and they're going to add so much to the ring of honor division. Matt Taven is nothing to be slashed at either. I'm sure him and Darius next week is going to be fire. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Oh, he's facing Darius next week. That's cool. All mm-hmm. right, yeah, that's uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yozora Hart says, "I'm with Will. One company, one world champion. If there's two, you're not the one band. One sound mining." Let's see. Let's keep going through these because we got quite a few more on the super chat. Anwar says, "What are your favorite tag team matches? Have a nice weekend, everyone. See you, Space Cowboys." Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, I've always given one answer, and I don't need to give that answer this time because, yeah, 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 you know that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I will say that New Day versus Usos Hell in a Cell is also very much up there. That's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite matches um, ever. And I also think that there's... What was it? TLC 2015, was it? I want to be sure um, of that. TLC. TLC. The original TLC is on my... (laughs) uh... I I was right, by the way. TLC 2015, New Day, Lucha Dragons, and the Usos Mm. um, in the Triple Threat ladder match. That uh, match is just amazing. One of them ones. Yeah, that has the... Um, Selena Del Sol off the ladder. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, the original TLC I add into my tag match favorites list: Dudley's, Hardy's, and Edge and Christian, just because 
uh, I had that videotape and I would just watch that shit. I remember <laughs> watching it live. So you're talking about SummerSlam, right? SummerSlam 2000, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Just watching it every single day. Uh, the next day, watching it again like it's brand new. Just so knowing every spot at every moment. That's when tables were not just a dumbass chant. And everything was lit. And then, you know, there's a, a million Young Bucks matches. Just pick one because they're the Young Bucks. The Lucha Bros in the cage. Um, random motor machine, machine guns matches, the Briscoes. You can pick anything uh, ever. There's just so many tag matches. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes, we were there live. That's definitely probably That first one is still top three. so good. Uh, I can't yeah. believe Jay Briscoe's gone. Like <sighs> I, Every time they say it on TV, I'm like, no, what? Man, it like rem- I remember it, and I'm like. Yeah, it's one of those things that long ago. that's still like. Because he was off TV, right? So it was yeah. like, nah, he's just it, like my brain is still like, nah, they're just like still off right now. They're still just waiting for Ring of Honor to launch. But every time they say Mark Briscoe ROH Tag Champs, I'm like, where's his brother? You know what I mean? It, yeah, like every it, time like, in my brain, I'm like, where's Jay, man? Speaking Damn. of which, huge loss, black community. Rest in peace, Bobby Caldwell. Oh, yeah, man. What you won't do. Mm-mm. Yes, I, I watched that video of him performing uh, "What You Won't Do" mm-hmm. at the um, Soul Train Awards, mm-hmm. and they are focusing on literally every black artist in the audience, <laughs> which is all you're going to get at the Soul Train Awards. Mm-hmm. Knew the words, all singing along. This white man on stage, um, and I, I grew up with Bobby Caldwell's music. Yeah, I only learned Bobby Caldwell was not black, like. 10 years ago. Twitter told me about <laughs> it. Honestly. Thought he was black this whole time. Who's the other homie that just passed away yesterday too? The actor. Um from Oz and uh uh no, he was from The Wire. The Wire, uh, Wire, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Lance Red Reddick. Yeah, Lance Reddick. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lance Reddick. Rest yeah. in peace to him too. Yeah, rest in peace Lance Reddick. Yeah, Reddick. Fixture yeah. of the black community also. Yeah. Man. Big fixture and yeah, uh, no, I just on the Bobby Caldwell topic, like I listen to, so I have a Sunday morning playlist. Uh, I call it Easy Like Sunday Morning, um, mm. and that is in the playlist, uh, and it's my kind of go-to just old R&B jams that I listen to while I'm making breakfast on Sunday morning, <laughs> making pancakes and make eggs and make bacon for the kids. Do you put on music and make the kids uh, clean? Yes. It's that just the thing is that what we do here yeah That's what <laughs> but, life is. yeah i was just yeah. wondering uh what kind of music because you know when you grow up like <clears throat> when you hear all the rappers interviews when they grow up they're like oh we were cleaning and my mom and dad were listening to fucking the strokes or blah 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 this uh-huh. is why i'm into music like that so you're influencing your music your kids playlist with this right so you know, like you know i again i listen to a lot of modern of r&b right mm-hmm. so like um I have been really into the last few years, phony people. I love phony people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that album they dropped last year uh, was so good. And Mm -hmm. that's probably one that the kids have to hear on the regular. (laughs) (laughs) So. um, What did your son listen to? uh, uh, I don't know. It's tough because on one end, Everything he listens to has to be involved in something he likes. Gotcha. Like, he's still, like, into, like, TV show theme songs Mm -hmm. and, like, wrestling themes. He listens to a lot of wrestling themes. Like, uh, so that's... All I listened to at that age was WWF The Music Volume (laughs) 3. Get it? (laughs) I understand. Yeah, he doesn't quite have, like, a musical taste. You Mm -hmm. know, I probably hear the theme song to Beyblade, like... 
five times an hour yeah. because that's that's what he listens to. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Veda, actually, I just, we had a conversation the other day, Veda and I were just talking about albums um, because she has been a singles kid for so long right. that I finally gave her an introduction to the art of the album. And I threw on Thriller for her, and she was shocked to learn that all these songs are from the same album. <laughs> They're just that one album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? I thought Thriller, like, I was expecting, like, Thriller. And yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah, and we were just going through it, and she's like, "Beat it comes right after Thriller on Thriller." Yeah. There's what? like ten, ten number ones back to back on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "No, Human Nature." She's like, "I thought that came later." I'm like, "No, this is all the same album." Want to be starting something is the opening track. Like this is uh, the boys was in there working. <laughs> <laughs> but My yeah, it was getting they shit off. Yeah, I introduced her to albums this week, though it was literally a conversation we had on Tuesday, and we were talking about what it means to uh you know to to hear the mindset that an artist was in not just on right. one track but yeah. what they were in through multiple tracks which and you can hear their their artistry and what they were developing all the way through not just in the the singles that you know and so that was kind of cool what about you phil what about you on tag teams um i don't know if it's a match out there out there because the stardom guy on this show um and i was a big arisa guy uh i think arisa and tam's run in that uh got a stardom league that year was just amazing still think they should have won a championship but great story otherwise if you guys don't watch stardom the whole story there is that uh arisa joined stars and tam was with the stars this is pre this is pre-cosmic angels and Tam did not like Arisa. That was the whole thing. Did not like her. So uh, after Arisa won the title, Tam challenged her to a match. And that was the thing that had made them like frenemies afterwards. And then they started a tag team called the Dream Shine. And it was just this great story of them learning to get along and also still not liking each other throughout the tag league. Such a great run. Um, but just for a match itself, uh, Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks is still one of the greatest tag mm. matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I still think it's, I personally think it's better than a Revolution match, mm-hmm. um, from my opinion. Yeah. I, it's just one of the greatest tag matches I've ever seen, and I would just love to see us. If 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 you're teasing stuff, I've seen, I mean. I've seen the, I've seen stuff like you know, Coda, Coda's tweets being liked by TK and all these mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. If we're getting a Golden Lovers run at some point with AEW. I would take it. Damn, we might now could get because immediately when they announced Forbidden Door, I immediately thought Kenny and Okada, but now Kota could be in the mix. So I don't think Kota would want to be involved in Forbidden Door. I think his the way he left New Japan. I think like I could see him being involved with AEW, but I don't think he would fuck with anything related (laughs) to New Japan as far as that business relationship is concerned. I, yeah, but I mean, even if you're just thinking about where this ankle is going, because we got another development in Callis uh, scouting Takesta last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a, a, a stable of Takesta, Coda, and Kenny does sound uh-huh. dope. <laughs> That's a hell of a trio. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo says, put Kenny and Vakingo right into my veins. Of course. I'm just happy Kenny's back to being singles again. I love, like I said, we talked about it for weeks and weeks. The trio shit is great. It's amazing. They did some great shit. But Kenny Omega one-on-one is just like, that's crazy. 
back on the topic of Omos versus <laughs> Brock, uh, Robert says, everything the announcers have been saying is, can uh, Brock F5 almost? Um, definitely an obstacle. Almost. <laughs> definitely an obstacle for inward killer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, that's what you're laughing at, not inward killer? <laughs> no. I was going to try to move past it. I, I was trying to act like I didn't see that whole part yeah. of it. It's all right. Um, yeah, this definitely, f- this does feel like this is just leaning up to, hey, Brock List tall guy, and I'm just... Yeah. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I said, that's why it's being built as an obstacle and less as a opponent. Uh, Marco says, to be honest, I'd be good with Brock and Gunther's match being an 8 to 10 minute strong style sprint. You're not going to get that from Brock. No. Um, You're not getting it. Uh, I like Brock. That's the thing. I love is, him. He's great. He, but I don't know. Caden says, can Kenny please defend the U.S. title? Also, Toronto. I'll be in Toronto, Caden. Um, I... Uh, I mentioned I told the story on Day After Dynamite this week that uh, my wife and I are actually going because my wife's grandpa was deported to Canada um, for some really heavy drug trafficking, and so <laughs> that's uh, scream. So Jeez. I mean, it's I'm thinking it's about Toronto, public. but there's a lot going. There's Mania coming up. There's Double or Nothing. I'm like, this is a cool. lot. A lot going on, man. Uh, but yeah, we, we she hasn't seen her grandpa in like fifteen years, and so oh. um, we will take a trip to Canada and go visit. He's never met my kids. Want to hit so. Canada though? So yeah, I, and, and I mean, I do think he's defending the U.S. title soon. Jeff Cobb has been calling him right. out for a minute, so I think that's going to be a next match. Mm-hmm. How is I your, thought they uh, had formally announced that already? Actually, how are you recovering from the cold? By the way, there, Phil. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's been taking a minute. Sounds definitely better than last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. C.J. Lilly. Love you, Mr. C.J. Lilly. <laughs> Who do you want to guess this one's about? Um, uh, just a wild Kofi, guess. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> this one's about... Flip a coin. Uh, is it Bray or Alexa? No, I'm still going with Kofi Kingston. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Mad Cat Moss. No, I think it's going to be exactly Alexa. It is Alexa. You're yeah. correct. He mm-hmm. says, who's filling the four spaces in the four-way tag matches for both uh, matches? And watch Alexa be the only person not on the show in any way. Thoughts? I'm not fussed. Is that you, Alexa? Just show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think one of the spots is definitely Ronda Shayna. That's pretty obvious at this point. Who are the um, other ones? Uh, Raquel and... Well, Raquel and Liv uh, qualified last night. Okay. And then I'm assuming we're probably going to get a... Shotzi and uh, Tegan? Are they attacking? Mm-hmm. T- Tegan was on the other team last night that mm. lost, so oh, okay. I'm assuming that's not that's where it. they're going. Gotcha. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw Natty in with random tag team partner because she always oh, finds a way Natty. to be in this with random tag team partner. Um, so that could happen. Natty's and... a bag finesse too when we talk about the finesse because she's been getting that WWE bag. Like um, She might get it forever. Who are the other two tag teams? Man, women. What are the women's tag teams? Is it only SmackDown women's tag teams? No, I'm assuming it's from Raw and SmackDown. Mm. No, um, uh, probably Carmella and Chelsea. Could they be pairing them? Um, We got another spot left. Uh, You dropping Nikki? Are they still a tag team? I'm just uh, bringing out tag teams from six years ago. There's no more do drop out. anymore. You can't <laughs> I mean, say that. Piper, baby. Piper Niven, my yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, 
They ain't got no tag teams. Uh, is Candice teaming with She's anybody? doing NXT stuff. Doing Maybe NXT they're going to do Candice Nikki? I don't know. Mm, On the topic of uh, the Vikingo stuff, uh, so the Vikingo build needs more <laughs> QR codes. Uh, also, a uh, a Scotsman describing an eight hour drive as not bad is wild. Yeah, no, eight hours. I've driven. Uh, I think the longest I've driven is for twelve to Idaho. I mean, awesome. I have driven. I've driven plenty. <laughs> My yeah. dad never liked to fly, so I didn't fly for the first time until I was, what, 24, 25? Um, <laughs> my dad never liked to fly. Old niggas hate flying. <laughs> yeah. And so we took road trips everywhere we had to go. And my family's from Arkansas, right? That's where my mom's, they're all from Little Rock. And so every time we would go visit my mom's family, we would take these long ass road trips. And uh, even when my parents went on the cruise, they drove to Miami from Denver. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how they do. But like uh, when I had to move to Michigan um, and I've taken a few trips to Michigan, just driving uh, because like during the pandemic, we wanted to go visit uh, my wife's family in Detroit. So we, we hopped in the car and drove uh, one of my friend's weddings. <laughs> also, uh, damn it, I just got myself mad about that wedding again. Um, nah, you, uh, should I tell this story? No, have I ever told the story of Graf City? Sorry, I just got myself mad again about something that happened at this wedding. Have, have you guys seen that tweet, by the way? Not to change subject. Have you guys seen that tweet about um, why it is most black people get up and drive at night when they go on trips? Because um, most of our ancestors drove at night to avoid, you know. Yeah, them boys. Hmm. And I never thought about that. And I was like, yeah, every time I did go on road trips with my family, we did get up and drive early in the morning to Mm -hmm. avoid. uh, But I didn't. But it wasn't to avoid, but I just thought. Oh no, we're just getting up early to drive. But I never thought about it that way. But that's yeah, that's the reason. I I I I never thought about it that way. That that just is what our ancestors are used to driving. You know, all of our shit is connected oh, to trauma in some way. <laughs> I really <laughs> just think they're stereotypes. No, they're trauma attached to this. Really quick, because uh, I just got myself mad again about this no, story. He's pissed. Oh yeah. So, question for what you guys would do if one of your best friends was getting married mm-hmm. when your best friends in the world and you know it's their <coughs> wedding night their wedding day everything needs to go smoothly and then one of the guests at the wedding white man drops the n-word white man what do you do in that instance who who is the white man he is the husband of one of the bridesmaids. So you Okay, so he ain't nobody. He's somebody in the sense of he can get any a wedding ruck- party, so he's gotta any, be somebody. Any ruckus cause is gonna fuck up your friend's wedding. What do you do in that instance? We not as we not as uh as groom man deciding to stomp this man out. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> you gotta band together and be like, Oh, you got ready? <laughs> Um, it was one of those things where, oh, he, I mean, he got it the next day, but like that, and that had enough time to think about it. But like, I let the day go by and I was just like fuming the whole time at the wedding. And I'm just like, 
don't say shit to me. Don't say another <laughs> fucking word to me. We'll talk tomorrow. And that was well, he was out. still like walking around, like like having yeah, a good time at this. Uh, he didn't think wedding and everything. He didn't think he said anything wrong. Oh no, nah, he had to get out of here. Uh, Sorry, he had to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nah, he was like, he was talking about, um, uh, he was talking about his construction sites because yeah, that's obviously he was talking about his construction sites and he was just telling this story about um things being stolen from his construction sites and he was like and you know and those niggers from detroit they'll really just they'll take your stuff and i was like i'm sorry maybe i misheard that and so i'm like i was just listening in and then he tells us he keeps telling the story and says it multiple other times and i'm just like now nah, he had to get out of here i'm sorry yeah i'm like uh, nah, you you could have you ha- you could have had somebody sub into a spot in the in the wedding party. I, I, pull, I, I pulled my friend aside and I was just like, "Look, I'm not gonna ruin your wedding day today, but I'm but to but tomorrow, tomorrow is not your wedding day." And she's like, "Do what you got to do. Just let me have my day." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that, that's it." Oh, your your friend was the bride. The bride, yeah, and that it's a, changes a lot. My friend was the friend bride. Was the girl, and it's like, let's get it lit real quick and we're <laughs> up out of here. But you got to think differently when your friend's the bride. Yeah, no, this do was her know? day, and this was her day, and I'm like, what do I do here? And... Nah, he had to get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but it's go. like, what do you do in that moment, right? I'm like, this is my friend's wedding. It's a big day. Do I screw this up? If I probably because... would have lasted through the ceremony, but as soon as I got one drop of Hennessy in me, it would have been lit. <laughs> <laughs> so not that, that long. This Yo. all literally happened though, and like I still not that long at all. No, it is what, I, and I don't fuck with this dude like whatsoever. It is, uh, I don't care. I I got apologies the next day that were like, look, I was just you know I was drinking, it was and I'm nah. like, but no, you said what you meant. In that nah, moment, nah, I ain't trying to hear all that. Mm-hmm. Because Ray, did you did you see that Hennessy tweet where uh, they're doing the, the JR Smith documentary? <laughs> 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 are, are we going to be in it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's Shot, it, good. Shot Kid Twenty Nine says, but will the casual fans uh, who will think of the mythical casual fans who AEW <laughs> need to be actual? Or who need to actually be successful because apparently it isn't. Um, I mean, look, I think casual fans are a real thing, but I think people think of casual fans. <clears throat> to me, a casual fan, when I hear that term, because I think AEW has them. I think it's factually proven that they have them. Because to me, a casual fan is somebody who watches the product and after it's over, moves on with their life. Mm-hmm. I think the numbers support the fact that that obviously the ratings definitely show. Yeah. Like obviously if they are pulling anywhere between 800,000 and a million viewers on a regular basis and the IWC as a whole doesn't contain more than like 250,000 people. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you look at just looking at the numbers, obviously there are people who aren't willing to jump on Twitter, to jump on Reddit, to jump on any of this stuff. They just watch it and move on. That to me is a casual viewer. And so yeah. it very clearly exists. They go um, to the show, the shows in town, they go to it, but they, other than that, they're not like on talking about Meltzer should have 
gave a better rating for that match. <laughs> yeah, like that's not a yeah. casual viewer. A casual viewer doesn't know who that is. Um, and so I think they exist, and I think it is a topic yeah. worth um, worth talking about. But I think that uh, this assumption that the casual viewer is dumb, I think, is um, the part where I, I fall out. Because mm -hmm. this idea that, hey, you need to over and over explain things to the the mythical casual viewer what if there's is, dumb losers watching the show that never seen wrestling in his whole life and he's so dumb and he can't find no that's not how these casual <laughs> fans are. yeah because I, I think you could be a casual yeah. viewer and watch the show on a weekly basis and i think yeah obviously that exists i think there's there's no way that doesn't that, exist that, i have just, a, i have friends that used to watch wrestling back in the day attitude era in the 90s then they stopped <laughs> for a long time and now they watch AEW, but they just watch it when it's on they don't like listen to podcasts and sure. shit but like you know it's they wrestling has brought them back AEW has but yeah casual as you can be they're not gonna invest like we are talking for three hours every week and getting paid by Tony <laughs> Khan apparently I guess yeah yeah look casual fans exist I just I like Will is saying here I don't under I don't like people that are not casual fans arguing yeah. on the behalf of casual fans right yes. because <laughs> you don't want you don't know what casual fans want to see because you're not a casual fan exactly. and, and so you don't even understand what they're coming into wrestling and what they may or may not understand you just deciding for them oh well they're not going to know who this Vikingo guy is for example so you got to explain that to them. Mm -hmm. How do you know they feel that way? How do you right. know they won't just tune in and go, hey, man, that was a cool match? Mm -hmm. I mean, and so, like, I have a friend who's very much a casual fan. And when I say that, I mean, like, she watches for Orange Cassidy. And that yeah. is yeah. that she is a casual fan. She has been to one show in her life. But otherwise, she is just like, hey, yeah, I, turn it, I turn it on on Wednesdays. I got to see my Orange Cassidy. All right, cool. I'm out. Um, and... Like, she is who the openers are built for, by the Ooh. way. <laughs> she don't care about nothing else on the show. Like, on occasion, she'll be like, uh, oh, I got to see. Um, like, if something else hooked her, sure. But for the most she'll part, stay. she comes to see what Orange Cassidy is doing this week. Yeah, and... to that point you were making on what the Ask Rhapsody about one of Max's next challengers. What, how many, how numbers, the numbers that this man be doing and what he does for this company, Orange Cassidy mm -hmm. really should be one of these next contenders. Like, I mean... Numbers show that he should. I think. I think. Yeah, I think more than anything, you know. Yeah, I think at the, whatever point he loses the All Atlantic Championship, I think you, or, international uh, the international championship. championship. Yeah. Yes. Then he's got to go for. He's got to um, go yeah. against Max. He's got to go against Max. That's one you can revisit because we've seen it before, mm -hmm. uh, but like barely, they glossed over it. It happened for all of uh, what they had a very very brief. You can't even call it a feud. Uh, it was over the <laughs> Jericho dynamite. Jericho was involved in it at some point, wasn't it? It was. It was the dynamite diamond ring stuff. It was the mm. um, when MJF. Because remember, he beat first person he beat for it was Hangman, but the second person he beat for it was uh, Orange Cassidy, mm. and the third was Dante Martin, and then the fourth was Ricky Starks. So four years yeah. in a row of the dynamite diamond ring, but the <laughs> but that. Third, second one was Orange Cassidy, so they'd had like a little brief thing where um, we got to see them go one on one, but that was it. Yeah, the the uh, the the whole opening segment this week was another one where people were like, "Ah, this is too much inside baseball." Will people understand what they're talking about in this promo? And it's like, I, was the segment good or not? That's, yeah, that's uh, what I adjusted off of. Was mm -hmm. it a good segment or was it was it not a good segment? Right. So there were a couple of pieces in there where uh, a couple of things I didn't like that I thought were maybe a little too inside. Um, and that was 
really Sammy stuff where Sammy was like, you know, I was hired to be a job guy. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What's in a job the, guy? Like, what is a job guy in the, the, um, or I was like, I was hired to be Jericho's bump guy. And I'm like, there's probably terms he could have used there to make it make a little more sense just in the context like, of the show. I, I was hired to be Jericho's lackey or like yeah, lackey. something along those lines. Or yeah. like I was hired to take beatings for Jericho to, mm-hmm. to shield Jericho, like mm-hmm. things along those lines. He could have said anything, any number of those things. And I think it would have uh, hit better because <coughs> I thought everything Darby said, Darby cooked that promo. I thought Darby was the best one out there. Um, was definitely the most over guy in this segment too. Darby's yes. a superstar. Yeah, like he's honestly, he's somebody you could make a world champion. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and people will be way into it. Yeah, apparently there's like uh, I told you guys, but um, not what it's gonna be, but there's stuff planned for Darby, um, what, like what, coming up what, soon. What, 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 but what, so that should what? be pretty cool. That's gonna be yeah. it's still one of the funniest things ever, by the way, that uh, Pharrell pitched. Do you guys know this story of Pharrell pitched uh, Michael Jackson yeah. the, 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 the music for uh, for Front? And he was like, nah, I want that. I, I want, like, Super Thug. And he was yeah, like, yeah, I what? want that one. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Michael's hella funny. He's oh, like, no. The, the, that hard the, shit. I mean, honestly, know what Michael Jackson was listening to? Because, like, I uh, – do you hear the story from Nelly about uh, country grammar and how um, when the single came out, he had never heard that? That was an edit that they made without his – his approval and he was like i listened to the radio and he's like i'm going down down baby yo street in the range rover boom boom baby and he's like boom boom what no it's street sweet what happened where does that boom boom come from and he was you like know, you gotta I take did- your drive drive by stuff out nelly Sorry. yeah well, so he, he was Thank like he America. said he thought it was whack and he hated it and he said until the day michael jackson called him and michael jackson was like hey nelly i just want to tell you i really like that song down down baby yo street in the range rover boom boom baby and he's like Damn, Michael Jackson likes Ready boom, boom. It's so like, so funny like, how many <laughs> hip hop podcasts I listen to, and the legends are like, "Oh yeah." And then Michael Jackson called me and said he really liked my song a lot. I'm like, Mike was really on a hip hop. Nah, he was he was out here, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which which in the summer jam. So. Which is hilarious because at that time, I it took me a long time before I heard like the actual real version of uh, Country Grammar because I just heard okay. what was on the radio constantly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, have the album, so I was exactly. Like, so when I heard like the actual version, I was like, okay, this this song is really about drive-bys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't give off that vibe in the MTV video, but then nope, you it, the drill and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yep. Nah, but yeah, he said it was Michael that made him come around to the single version because he had never heard that. That was something that the the stations put together. Mike Jackson said, "Todd, I think you're just like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we blew somebody's mind because I'm sure there's somebody somewhere that did not know those this song was about drive. Oh yeah, but it it, it is it is street (laughs) sweeper, baby, cock ready to let it go. Yep, Mm -hmm. that is uh, violence." Yes, guns and violence, folks. Yeah, they see, look, Nelly there's somebody in the chat. Yes, that's what the song is about. Nelly in this category of like, he will stop, blah, 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 KRS one. Like, no, his first song was about drive bys. Like, how do you go? I know. No, honestly, there? the first time I heard the uh, it's a Midwest thing, mm-hmm. y'all ain't got a clue mm-hmm. why my color's blue. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On record. <laughs> What you think we born on the farm? <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Murphy Lee. Yep. Uh, Amari says, uh, "Did you see Mercedes quote? We just talked about that yeah. when it's forbidden door. I, we did see that. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, or maybe it isn't. Though. 
Um, it says uh, Mercedes at Forbidden Door. I don't care. Do it. I don't care. Tony, do it. Drop five zeros even. Drop them racks, bro. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I have ideas for who I would like to see a wrestle. I've been mm. campaigning for the Sheeta match from the beginning. Sheeta match would be hard. Um, yeah, I know. People keep going like immediately to the Jamie Hader match, and I'm like, mm. they're not going to do champ versus champ. I wouldn't um, think so. Yeah. If, if she's still champ, then I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if she isn't champ, then do it then maybe (laughs) (laughs) but yeah because i can't like that's the idea i always keep seeing thrown out at forbidden door because i think people kind of see forbidden door almost like survivor series where they're like hey brand versus brand so you got to have their equivalents wrestle no they Mm -hmm. were going to put those titles on the line and so you're going to see more uh i don't think you're going to see champ versus champ really at any forbidden door scenario i think that everybody's going to work to protect their champion and uh work to protect their championship so uh, you know, you may see a couple of changes like like the, along the FTR lines last year where, hey, we got FTR winning the IWGP World Tag Team Championships, things along those lines. But other right. than that, um, I don't think they'll do champ versus champ. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't get to get into Max doing his uh, his uh, Drake video this week mm. and doing <laughs> and doing his chair dance. One of the funny, legitimately funny things this week, because mm-hmm. um, when I first saw this re bar mitzvah thing, I was like, oh, because we've seen, uh, we all have we all have PTSD from WWE of when we see these things. We think it's going to be this kooky sports entertainment gang- angle, and this was very sports entertainment. It was, but, but this was legitimately funny. Him coming out with the with the line of women and getting the shit off, and then <laughs> all of a sudden, all of those people running into the ring and doing a chair dance. Hilarious. I like I, I cannot admit to you how hard I laughed at it. Legitimately funny. But yeah, this is one hundred percent kooky sports shit because the punchline is him falling into a cake. So <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. But I mean but then we got all of the like AEW style inside yeah. baseball stuff. Right. No, I, I I really like this and the I the shit was strong was a... though with the four the four pillars. The match yeah. is gonna be awesome. I thought it was a great segment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I thought, like, they all made, even in the context of the show, I thought they all made their points where, yeah. you know, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, I know some people had issues with, um, and I did at the moment, but honestly, it was uh, Auntie Collins uh, in the chat who it, who gave me a good perspective on what Jungle Boy was saying, because I was like, oh, why would you bury Rampage like that? Like, that's a show that you should be trying to build up. I didn't, I didn't read it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I now have a better understanding of what Jungle Boy was trying to say, where that um, MJF pretty much, he only works do- uh, Dynamite. Like, he mm-hmm. protects himself and, like, whereas the rest of us have, you know, we've done Dark, we've done Elevation, we've done Rampage, and you've never done any of that. Mm-hmm. But yet, here you are, a world champion. It's like, we built, it's like saying we built this house and you weren't there to help us fucking build it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. essentially saying that you were privileged you had more opportunities than the rest of us and the funny thing about it is max tried to throw back at them oh well you guys had uh you you guys got to stand next to a great and you know they did their aw daddy daycare thing and it's like yeah but you were standing next to the guy when you first got in with cody yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, no, it, it absolutely made MJF <laughs> out to be a liar, right? Because like MJF has been yeah. aligned with Cody. And He's the people aligned. started immediately chanting Wardlow at him yeah. during the thing. So, But even just talking with older guys, like you had Cody as a mentor. You had yes. Jericho. You were part of the inner circle. Um, you had Tully Blanchard when you were yeah, in the And he maybe the was not your, your mentor, but Punk is that <laughs> like being Being alongside Punk helps a lot, Max. Come on, you know? Yeah, yeah no, but I so, mean, 
come on, man. This guy was coming out to the ring with Cody. He was he was a part of his entourage yeah. for his title match. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Cody was a huge fan when AEW started. All he was talking about was how Max was the next one up. Yeah. Of course, Cody now talking about uh, the – because he said he watched Revolution. He said he watched it on a – on a bootleg stream, but he did watch it. Cody, um, <laughs> come on, man. Cody, man, what are you Cody doing, bro? Honestly, Cody I don't too think real. Cody too no, real, bro. I don't, <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, I don't think that's how he actually watched it, but I don't think he wanted to reveal how he actually oh, did because yeah. I think that would have been worse. Um, because I don't think he, like, oh, Tony Khan sent me the link. <laughs> <laughs> he still got his old login. That's yeah. <laughs> like, I think that, like, I think that's what it was. I think he like watched it on the, um, I think he, I think he, I think he watched it on the, the internal feed. And then when he thought about it, it was like, oh, I should say I bootlegged this. Yeah, for <laughs> I can't, I can't let them know my login still works. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I stole that. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. I was on a, man. I was on one of those sites, one of those streaming That's sites. <laughs> yeah, it was on one of them streaming sites. Yeah, I didn't. Really watched it. He got to be like, I, know, I stole it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I think that's what it was. Honestly, no, yeah, I do. Yeah. I like. I'm not kidding about that. I genuinely mm. think that he watched it through the internal means, mm. um, and, and that's that's that. Uh, Let's see. Shotkin29 says, WWE is Disney. AEW is A24. Yes, A24 is nowhere near the size of the monster that is Disney, but it doesn't make A24 any less successful. I mean, I think they do. people do have to stop being comparative about success um, because, obviously, but like I think you can measure. I only ever want to see AEW's success measured against itself. I think that that's kind of the way to look at things of like, how is this show doing versus itself a year ago? It is down year over year. That's something to talk about. How is the show doing against itself last week? That's something to talk about. How is the show doing even in, against its own quarter hours? I think that's something to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think that... WWE's uh, a fucking juggernaut, dude. You like, can't compare anybody to them, dude. They make a uh, billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're they're, they're the industry leader. I, I mean, you, could, you can compare to them in the sense that... Uh, you know what is what is what is considered industry standards mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't even like some of those conversations because things that they do um they do that because that's that's what they've always done it's, it's, exactly. it's nothing wrong with doing something differently and if aw is really an alternative i don't want them to do things like wwe mm-hmm. does that's like, why i hate when uh melter gets into a shit and he's like but if wwe they're like we're not talking about wwe when you're critiquing AEW. if wwe had blah 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 it's like that's not what we're saying right here though like compare anytime that that's what i always try to get over to anytime i'm talking about wwe i'm comparing it to wwe when i'm like i don't like this show. i'm like because they've conditioned me to think that one blah 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 they conditioned me to think these things so Again, when I compare AEW, I'm comparing it to AEW. When I compare CZW, I'm comparing it to CZW. When I compare GCW, mm-hmm. it's just like everybody's being compared to themselves because the competitions are – the levels are so different for every single company. Yes. Yeah. Uh... It is all pro wrestling, but different. <laughs> yeah, I can't – I still can't get over Dave, like – having a profile picture and having a clean room where he actually records in his room with a microphone. It's just so strange. Every it's, time it's I see it, weird. It's yeah, like, every time I see those, I just can't, I can't get used like, to it, man. Like he's it's sitting on a nice, uh, black couch with nothing yeah he's like actually recording in his office at home it's <laughs> I, I just can't get used to it, man. Every time I see it, I'm just like, this is, this is weird. Meltzer's funny though. So I got one here from Mac, uh, Mac from Brooklyn. 
It says, uh, looking forward to seeing Vikingo for the first time outside of seeing him in highlight packages. Also, Will, I hope Jokic's MVP odds don't take too much of a hit after the loss this afternoon. I, In case people keep seeing my eyes cutting over this direction, it is because I have the game on right here. It is 99-104. Uh, Knicks are up by five currently with 7.23 left in the fourth quarter. What's going, What's going on over here, big Denver, dog? Denver, Denver having some bad losses. Let's not talk about the road, the De- Denver's at the line right now. It's a four-point game now. Um, Let's so, not talk about ten road losses. And look, they, they are at, look, they, <laughs> they are currently in Madison Square Garden. But, yes, seven minutes. So if you see me react, know that it's the fourth quarter right now. And so I am watching intently. out there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have the game on literally on the screen right here. I, I don't know what's going on with uh, your Warriors on the road. They have been a notoriously bad road team all year. It's um, awful. It's weird. Uh, but Steph Curry is still that guy. Exactly. Watching him hit them shots the other night and go for 50. And I know we keep seeing the whole, you know, LeBron is doing all this. He's, he's 37, y'all. Uh, man, this guy is 35 years old, and he is averaging 30 points a game. Like, this guy is ridiculous. Uh, Where the level of play is high. Like, niggas are balling out there, and he's yeah. still averaging 50. It's crazy. He's yeah. Averaging 30. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jake Salazar says uh, Naito will be at Forbidden Door. Just trying to get this into the universe. He should be. He better be. Yeah, I, I, I do think it was a shame he wasn't involved last year. So I do hope mm-hmm. they have something for him this year. Mm-hmm. Shot Kid says Raj becoming the Adam Schefter of wrestling media. I don't know about that. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, say that. Yeah, I, I still think that. that's Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's, uh, let's see. Aaron says, random question. I know Will is a fighting game fan. Of course I am. Let's go. Uh, it says, if WWE did a collab with King of Fighters and AEW with Street Fighter, what would be the guest character for each game? I fuck with fighting games, too. I'm excited about the Street Fighter. I might, uh, Street Fighter 6 is going to be I might dope. try to challenge Will Washington to a match or two. Try yeah, to, let's, do, I, let's do it. Yeah, I, I have been out of the Tekken loop, but I've watched every character reveal that's happened. Oh, the Tekken really looks lit, too. I'll play that, yeah, too. Yeah, that's great. Like, all right, just to let you guys know how much of a fighting game fan I am, I, I don't think I've ever given, like, a full tour of my desk, uh, and I'm not going to right now, but I am going to lift up the fact that literally on my desk right here, I keep, let's see if I can show it, uh, the camera won't really catch it, but I do have an arcade stick right here literally on my desk. It's hooked up, it's wired, so I can't pull it too much, um, but I very much, because honestly, um, I find myself as much of a PC fighting game player as possible. Um, and because like Street Fighter Five, I think you get the best experience on PC, uh, mm-hmm. playing there, yeah. and so that's where I play Street Fighter Five, and this is what I do. That, I mean, that is true. I don't know if you guys saw the 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 King reveal this week, but they've been showing like the gameplay for everybody. King does a pedigree. Did you see that? Oh, interesting. Mm. Which, I mean, if people don't know, if people don't watch Tekken, King is like yeah. the wrestling character in the game. He's like mm-hmm. a luchador. Yeah. When um, I got Tekken 1, that was my guy. Big uh, suplexes. But, yeah, now nah, he, he definitely did do a Tekken. He did do a, uh, a pedigree in there. And I was like, oh, well. And, hmm. you know, Woods is a big uh, King fan. He's a big mm-hmm. King fan. He played. He's his main character. Yeah. Uh, Eloquent says, I understand the storytelling, but I'm a little tired of Rey Mysterio letting himself get punked every single week. Fight back already. No, seriously. We've I seen mean, the same segment like 30 times. Hell, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the crowd's going to react hugely when he finally does. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I do think that they're building something special here. And um, 
I do. Uh, when we talked about this before, and we were talking about how Ray finessed WWE, I do think that he's managed to get something really special out of this for his son. And, yeah, you know, managing to get uh, the lead. Sorry, they got the. Lead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one hundred five, one hundred four. New York ain't scored since I gave that first oh, score man. update. Needed that. Thank you for that three, Michael Porter Jr. But yeah, get, managing managing to get his son in a spot where he can have a WrestleMania match with him the same weekend that he's going to be inducted into Hall of Fame. It's pretty special. That's huge. And so, That's a, it's this is going to be a huge weekend for him. It's like and, Bron, yeah. Bron playing with Bronny. This is all that he's. Yeah, so this is pretty special for him, and I think I think the build for this has been entertaining, but boy, the decompression at this point is like. Come on, you got to shit to get off the pot at this point, man. Like mm. we've we've seen this same segment like twenty times. We, it's like get, how do we get, get to him the to point? Not punch his son. We have to do get, it again. It's get like, to yeah. the point. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's been a thing with a lot of these bills, though, that they've been like trying to slow it down, drag it, because that's been kind of a thing with the bloodline stuff a little bit too, where it's like, oh well, uh, we don't have Roman until two weeks. What can we put on TV for these two weeks? And mm-hmm. it's it's. I can definitely see if you're one of those people that only watches the pay-per-views. I can understand why. Because weekly television definitely feels like a drag sometimes. Hey, man, them pay-per-view numbers are getting so huge that WWE is running into this kind of interesting thing where um, because so many people have Peacock, you can actually, like, statistically say there is probably a big chunk of the audience that just tunes in for these pay-per-views and nothing else, the premium live events. Um, that's how my dad is. My dad, that's not true. My dad will on occasion catch SmackDown just because it's on Fox and it's an easy watch, but my dad will not go out of his way to watch USA network. Um, but my dad scrolls Peacock and we'll see like, Oh, hell in a cell is on. Sure. Let's throw this on. And that's, that's I mean, the pay-per-views have been a lot better since they've gone to Peacock. So I'm sure they're well aware that people are, I mean, cause every time they do a new pay-per-view, it's like, this is the biggest premium live event we've ever done. And like, it's crazy. Yeah. They're putting up so and, many numbers, man. Because Peacock grows, the Jesus. premium live event business is going to grow. It's, so That's it's funny. like it's it's such a different business model than pay per view at this point. Mm-hmm. Because like no, you it's just another platform, but it's a platform that a lot of people have. Shit ton of people are watching it. Yeah. So um, like hell of people are going to watch WrestleMania this I, year. I I don't use Peacock for anything else. As a matter of fact, I didn't even realize that Bel Air was back until the other day, and I I binge watched all the new episodes. Because I don't use Peacock for anything else. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I've been watching Poker Face. I still got the last episode. Nobody spoil it for me, but I, I'm on episode 10. Episode 9 was really, really fucking good. Why, Just, why are you guys never watching the same thing I watch? Why is there never any unity on this podcast? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, so with, with Bel Air is a case of I just wanted it to be a few episodes in because I don't like weekly drop television. Um, I like to binge, and so I like to let a few weeks go by and then – then I'll binge it. And that's why, like, with Poker Face, that show would started at the end of January. Um, and I started watching it maybe six weeks in. And yeah. now I, I'm, like, caught up I, with it. I do think some shows are better as weekly drops. Um, yeah. Like, I'm going to get into one. I've been thinking of getting into one drama. And I think watch I'm Snowfall. Pick, I'm gonna pick, also going to say I was going to pick Snowfall. Snowfall. Yeah, so. Snowfall is very good. This season yeah. has been... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every episode now is at a point where there's like a cliffhanger at the end where I'm just like, like this last episode, um, I didn't get a chance to watch it when it aired and I was watching it in the middle of the day and I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the end of the episode this week was insane. I was like, 
you can do that? Mm. Yeah. Uh, no fault. Best show on TV, right? That's now. the one. Best Mr. CJ Lilly says, Will, do you think any of those robbers ever tried to bring back the console to trade it in for more money? Uh, would anyone have that amount of confidence? Yeah, some of the people who stole um, stuff uh, very much tried to trade it in. <laughs> that happened all the time. Um, the robbers never got away with it. The people who, like, gunpoint, they always got caught. Um, there was one time that... The, so the GameStop I worked in was in the same parking lot as the movie theater. And so this guy had this elaborate plan of, I'm going to rob the GameStop. And then he had a friend who worked at the movie theater. And so his friend was going to let him in the back of the theater. Come on, so, dude. So his friend was going to let him in the back of the theater. So then he had an alibi. He'd say, no, I was in the theater this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them got busted because they... They're accomplices, dumb idiots. There's videotapes all out here, you guys. What do you think this is? Yeah. Wait, did, did you ever binge Atlanta? Did you ever catch up or no? Uh, no, I did not finish the... Last Shame on you. Shame. I should probably watch that Shame too. I think I've seen that like half of the third season. So okay. So yeah. <laughs> no. So so nobody else on this show has at I'll least watched the Goofy movie. I seen. Uh, no, I've seen the Goofy movie episode. That was very very it good. It's amazing. It's yes, amazing. That is episode. one of the best things I've ever seen. Come on, that man. is legitimately okay, one of the it. best episodes of television that's ever been made. We were talking about that at the barbershop just the other day. Okay, it was it. and um by <laughs> the barber was like, I didn't know all that stuff about a Goofy movie. I'm like, I mean, because it's not real. <laughs> See, that's so, the issue because we so, start taking shit to gospel. Oh so th- this is how genius Donald Glover is. He did this thing with this season where this entire season, if you watch it from start to finish, it is a deconstruction of what it means to create something that is representation for black people. How hard it is. Um, all the, uh, and, and the fact that some black people did have representation representation for so long that they would rather make up a fake story about something that they attached themselves to. Okay, that's then genius. It's, yeah. it's genius. Like if you mm-hmm. watch them start to finish, it, it, ending ending the series with this is just genius. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically but basically I'm saying, hey, this was very hard to make, you guys, and you guys didn't appreciate it. You would rather watch something made by them. So y'all go ahead and do that. Watch the last episode. That is basically what he's saying. It's, yeah, it's great. Watch. Uh, uh, let's see. Jared asks, what's the rarest game you found at GameStop or anywhere else? Um, I have a original copy of Jet Set Radio Future that I came across and I'm hanging on to that forever because I see how much it goes for on eBay. Um, and because I had traded mine in for the dual copy and I found out that the dual copy is worth like 50 cents, but the original launch version is worth some money. So I still have that. Uh, and then there were occasions where like somebody tried to trade something in um, like I still have as a matter of fact it's sitting right here on this desk um, this copy of Mortal Kombat Deception uh, and that's uh, <laughs> uh, somebody had tried to trade it in but it was like at a point where they weren't accepting Xbox games anymore but I'm like oh this is the disc that had all the bonus content on it I want this I was like look I'll buy it from you for five bucks and the guy was like alright cool um and then That's there came fine. a point, and I'm willing to admit this now. So GameStop used to have, uh, so there's certain items there were back in the day where once they stopped selling it, GameStop would just, they'd uh, do what's called pinning them out, 
where they br- reduced the price of it down to a penny, and then they we just had to throw them in the trash. But there are some times where I look at the shit and go, nah, I'm not pennying this out. I'm keeping this. Mm-hmm. And so I would keep it in the back of my trunk. And I remember one time a guy came into the store looking Damn. for one of those items. Uh, he came in looking for one of those items that, and he was like, hey, do you guys have, I think it was a strategy guy. I can't remember what game it was. But um, I was like, well, the store don't have it, but yes. And I was like, taking a break right now and I took him out to my trunk and I opened my trunk and I'm like okay what do you need and he goes oh yeah can I get this this and that and they bought it from me and I was literally selling these guides out of my trunk that they had uh nah the GameStop fed's about to be on your ass after today <laughs> hey, I don't give felt. a I don't give a fuck about none of that anymore um anyway Night Track says do you guys have good seats for uh, for Wrestlemania I will not be at no, Wrestlemania not I will not, we're not gonna I be there I will not be in attendance sir <laughs> No, we don't. As, as a matter of fact, I think I am going home before WrestleMania even starts. Haha, suck it, WrestleMania. So, I don't know. I, I don't think WrestleMania is going to be good. I think it's going to be a good show. I'm going to be out there, but not out there. I'm going to be like, out there. You know what's funny? Know. I've been saying this for years. But now yeah, that yeah. I, but if I say it now, it's now considered like a, a weird anti WWE take. But I, I used to say this all the time on rbr before AEW's existence i don't like stadium wrestling shows yeah stadium wrestling shows suck. i'm not a fan of them As somebody I don't, who's been to 10 wrestlemania they're not good they i'm not i don't enjoy How stadium the hell wrestling. have you been to 10 wrestlemanias because i'm a, i'm down with them they think i'm a show for i'm AEW. down with I, them <laughs> i've been to 10 wrestlemanias Phil, 10 of them 10 wrestlemanias like, is crazy it's crazy i do not enjoy stadium shows and every time i go to one i always come away from it like I would have rather been in an arena. Like I like the arena experience. I like, like I don't like the way sound travels in a stadium. Like it's a good visual. Don't get me wrong. I think it makes a great visual, especially from an For aerial the viewers, shot. But not the people yeah. that are there. But I have never enjoyed it being there. I don't enjoy stadium shows, and I've said that going back to. I don't know. I remember after WrestleMania 32, I was like, God, I hate stadium shows. But the one. One super positive thing about this year's WrestleMania is something that WWE fans have wanted for a long time. It's not a part-timer show. This is about the company. This is about the future of WWE. There's no Goldberg. There's no random any bullshit. Oh, but there. I have seen it. Probably As we talked about it. But we talked about it earlier. There's there's part-timers. Roman, Logan Paul. <laughs> I mean, um, different. Oh. that's different. I mean, what? I think we're. I, I think about, like coming in once. Brock, year, like but, yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm starting to think that rumor is true. We probably will get Austin. It seems like I'm they're... thinking so. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I don't know. It seems like we're getting Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not in a match this year, though. Yeah, it seems like he's going to do something, though, because they keep yeah, talking if about it. If got a match, they probably would have announced it already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Mr. CJ Lilly says, uh, it's dark Alexa repeated with Kana and Bianca. is re- And Bianca is retaining at WrestleMania with her no-selling the threat. Perhaps the Bray symbol turned Asuka... Uh, as well, boring feud. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this to us. Stop. Who are, who are you Stop. wrestling at the show, Alexa? Just let us know. <laughs> no, uh, I, nah, I, I don't think that Bianca's retaining. I think Bianca's going to lose. Yeah, uh, Bianca's so not going to retain. Uh, but I, but shout out Bianca for getting that milestone of being the longest reigning black champion in history. Uh, That's amazing. And she's yeah, been on the run. WWE history. She yeah. it and she's cool. Yeah, she, she deserves it. Um, yeah. But I, I do agree that I think that uh, 
when you look across the card, um, even if I haven't been a big fan of some of these builds, I do think the matches are going to be good. Like, yeah, I mean, despite what I think of what they've been doing with this Logan Paul stuff, I do think that match is going to be very good. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the main event is probably the most interested I've been in a, a WrestleMania main event in a long time. Um, and that's not like boring, like stuff like Sasha versus uh, Bianca, but I'm talking about like the world title scene. This is the mm-hmm. most I've been interested in a main event for many in a long time. Definitely. Because usually it's just Roman and Brock, and nobody wants to see that shit. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> uh, Leonard Aaron says, going to house rules later today. How do you I'll guys see, see uh, Bullet Club playing out now that Finley's running it? Um, Is he running she, it, though? Because he just says he's leader. I, I don't know if the rest of them feel the same way. Mm. All right, game over. Um... <laughs> They're down by six uh, with 24 seconds to go. I should have talked about it. Yeah. Bing bong. (laughs) (laughs) Bing bong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What's going on with the Nuggets, man? Yeah, what happened here? Uh, Knicks, Knicks fans are about to be going crazy too. Knicks man. fans do not fuck around. They you know, man, I Cass is on his shit right now trying to get you, his shit. You know, out. somebody told me this at one point because I no, I enjoy nothing more than trashing New York fans at one point in my in my life. And people were like, Why are you punched down at Knicks fans though? They never won anything. And I was like, Yeah, but the second they do win anything, they're the most insufferable <laughs> fan base ever. And that's why I'm like, I don't think they, they just act like they're picked on by everybody else because they never lose. But uh there you guys can be pretty bad winners, man. Uh Mike from Indeed giving me a correction says uh Fox Metal League and Christian versus Embassy is this Thursday, not at Supercard. They put up a graphic uh after Embassy versus Dalton and the boys. Alright. Still should be good. No, they're taking on the Trustbusters, not uh Metal League, AR no. Fox and uh Yeah, no, I think and then he corrected himself, said, Never mind, yeah. I was really high watching yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought they built up the trust muscle. Yeah, that's we, yeah. we we haven't been watching my man come out and waste uh, wife beaters every week to <laughs> for you to ignore his matches, bro. What's going on? That's what to call him that, Phil. Yeah, and then Redman wants to know who we think uh, Mercedes is facing. Um, like I said, I don't think it's going to be against another champion. Um, no. But Britt yeah. might try to get in there, though. She's at least going to put her name in the hat at minimum. Yes. <laughs> well, I just realized what you said. We're not supposed to call them wife beaters? No. What do, what do we call it now? Like a t-shirt? Undershirt, I guess. I mean, you know what's funny is I was talking to somebody like a month ago who didn't realize. They were like, wait, that's why it's called that? They had like <laughs> never put together. What? Uh, why el- what? Like how else would you get that name? Every time somebody says, I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you think they just made up this dumb name? I, yeah, I, I I don't know how to feel about it. You can't call it a white beater no more. What is it? Dude, mm-hmm. Just is think about it. Right? Wait, an A-shirt? Like A-shirt sounds horrible. Like what? Uh, I, oh, God I damn it, an awful, how, awful joke. Oh, how did you do that? Oh, I caught, I caught it right at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I think I know what you were thinking, oh, too. No. Move on. Don't let anybody Move get on. time to process it. No, nope, I know what you're thinking. Uh, Jarrett says, name a rap song where the clean version is better than the dirty version. For me, it's sensual seduction over sexual eruption. I agree. That's a good one. Um, um, there's a few, honestly. Some cut before, and I didn't. Yeah, some cut, honestly. Yeah, 
I, I like some cut. The, the idea of what it is, like, yo. The, the What's dirty up? one is pretty dirty, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think in them guts is crazy. <laughs> My balls. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, play, play it the same way from uh, play it the same way. I think play is a better song censored than it is like like David Banner was in his bag. Like, all right, man, I I, I feel you, David, but I let me get the, the radio version. Like, I, there, there, there's a few songs, honestly, where like, yeah, I did, I did prefer the clean version. Uh, and, and a lot of the times that can happen just because as a matter of fact, you know what? Um, the best example, clean version, <coughs> better than the dirty version, is I Am Mad at You, Tupac. Mm. And uh, a reason for that is because he basically, he Tupac was the king of clean music because mm. he didn't just like, you know, mute a lyric here or there. That man went in and redid the whole song. The third verse on I Ain't Mad at You is completely different. It's mm -hmm. He just said, fuck the old verse. It's not going to work. He wrote a completely new verse that's better than the verse on the album version. And uh, He was and a fucking machine, man. That's he was why a machine. He got what he got. Cause like, yeah. Yeah, he, he wouldn't just edit the songs. He would redo the whole song for the for the radio. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to do that. They'll fix it for you. He's like, no, I'm, I'm doing it. like, no, nah, I'm doing a completely different version of nah, the song. They they do be tearing people's stuff up when they censor it sometimes. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they'd be pretty destroyed. You're right. <laughs> honestly, I think the radio version of Hit Him Up is the funniest thing. Like, sometimes if I'm in a bad like, mood. Why are you buying this? And I, need to la and I need to laugh about something. Um, the <laughs> Tupac redoing hit him up clean is hilarious uh, there's nothing like the clean hit him up you're talking about first off touch your chick in the quick you shouldn't be a clean hit him up that's not nah, a clean song we, you can't we don't want, we don't want no. clean hit him up man <laughs> biggie smalls and juicy mafia some mark ass tricks no. like that <laughs> uh -uh. i need the disrespect big bro nah, nah. Nice we, we he cleaned up hit him up but no nah, honestly i ain't mad at you because they redid the instrumental too it's a Entirely different. It's, I don't even know how it's the same song. They did a whole new instrumental, um, and he oh, redid <laughs> pretty <I> much. Man. <laughs> Let me get my shit off, Phil. <laughs> pretty yeah. much, that's like, those are like the only vocals that are still the same on that song. But it's a different uh, beat, different verses. Tupac, I am mad at you. That's the best to me. Yeah. Um, but sensual seduction is a good answer. That's a good, really good one. Uh, Shot Kid Twenty Nine said, "If you don't clap, you're anti-Semitic." And y'all uh, get MJF and Shugana up in this B are two of the best lines I've ever heard. Killed me. Yeah, a couple of those lines, I was like, I don't know if you could say that on TV, Max, but he said it. Yeah, said that it. whole that whole we are the chosen one line. Yeah, like, yeah. Can you do that? Like, well, come on, Max. What are you doing, Max? <laughs> Anime um, Otaku says favorite fictional wrestler in a video game. I like Tina Armstrong from DOA. That's a good answer. And King from Tekken. Um, fictional uh, wrestler in a video game. Fictional wrestler. Mm. Uh, Tina, oh, Tina is uh, a good shot. Fucking uh, yeah. Haggard. That was his name. Mike Haggard from uh, Final Fight. Yeah, okay, it's a good answer. Essentially, uh, just uh, Zangief and yeah, because I was gonna say Zangief, because Zangief would almost count, but he's yeah. a bear wrestler. Yeah. Um, the uh, and then there's El Fuerte from Street Fighter Four. Mm. Uh, so, do, do, does Halucha count? He's like a Pokemon that is a luchador. <laughs> yeah, he's basically a luchador. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaming from Canada says Street Fighter Six. 
uh, Tekken 8 and Mortal Kombat 12 coming. A great time to be a fighting game fan. Ooh. Hey, Mortal yeah. Kombat 12, Ed Boon ain't said nothing. Um, as a matter of fact, he even jokingly tweeted, uh, he said something about, like, yeah, maybe we'll have that in the next game. Oh, I mean, what next game? Um, <laughs> what? Like, as far as he's well, leave concerned, me the fuck alone, you guys. he's like, ask about it. Uh, which I know they like to alternate. They like to do Injustice Mortal Kombat, Injustice yeah. Mortal Kombat, and there hasn't been um, <clears throat> another Injustice since the last Mortal Kombat. So I imagine. Tekken, it's crazy that Mortal Kombat's at 12, Tekken's at 8, and Street Fighter's only at 6. Like, I was playing but, Street Fighter 2 when I was a damn kid. That's because Street Fighter <laughs> just keeps bringing out, like, abridged versions of yeah. the same game. Because like, that really was my think... uncle's favorite game, Street Fighter 2. Like, that was when you. But Street Fighter 2, if I said Street Fighter 2, that refers to literally eight games, right? Because there's yeah. Street Fighter 2, World Warrior, Champion Edition, Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Turbo, um, Hyper Street Fighter 2, uh, Super Street Fighter 2, HD Remix, Ultra Street Fighter 2. Like, uh, that, I just named eight games, and those are real games they were that they mad. sold separately. Um, so you can say that, yeah, while there's been that few actual street fighters literally there's, there's, like <laughs> there's more street fighter t- yeah. <laughs> there's more street fighter twos than tekken's than- yeah. you can say <laughs> so like japanese versions but there's like 20 other different versions yeah, we, yeah, we won't we won't talk about that awful street fighter x tekken game that was not good um you know what's funny <laughs> i'm Got pretty sure game. i own that game it's not good not a good game never really played it to be honest, you're not missing out on anything. Not a good mm. game, uh, but it is sitting on that shelf right there, uh, and yeah, never really got into it. But we never got the the follow up. The Tekken Cross Street Fighter never happened because because Street Fighter X Tekken was wasn't good. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why we never got it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my favorite fighter of all time, as I've mentioned on the show, is still Capcom versus SNK. Always will be. Uh, Shotkid29 says, fun fact, my dad worked the Knicks clock in January 1990 against the Bulls, which led to the creation of the tenth of a second rule, a.k.a. Trent Tucker rule. Wow. History. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, it feels like at one point. Nobody hated Jordan more than Knicks fans. And again, that's <laughs> oh why, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I hate. That's why I enjoy dunking on Knicks fans so mm-hmm. much at some point. Um, but Shame Monster says, with the lines being drawn, who joins up with the Outcast? There has to be an original defection or two. Ali Bunny is a former Impact champ. Uh, I think Ruby's mm-hmm. the big defection at this point. Yeah, um, it happened. Ruby, Ruby is the big defection. Um, um, I don't know if anybody else joins them, uh, unless it's somebody new. Uh, maybe that's why Taya is now in the company, a person who's uh, not Titantron, because it's not uh-huh. called Titantron, has a lot of spray paint in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're putting some things yeah. together over here. Also, some people associate Ty Conti with being um, AW, because that's where she's been known, but she does have... She came up in NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim Gordon says, going back to what you mentioned earlier about AEW being confident about this week's show, does Adam Cole announce a big opponent for the 29th? Um, I think we will find out who that is, but uh, uh, look, all I heard was that it's a show they're confident in, um, that they feel really good about this week's episode coming up. Yeah, and I I feel like at some point, um, 
because it certainly seems like Kenny is leaning towards being a heel again. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly feels like they could do that Adam Cole Kenny match pretty yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think uh, he's gonna go heel uh, more, more towards heel after this, Kenny. I disagree. I don't think he's gonna go heel. I think that uh, you think they, he's gonna leave Don Callis. Um, well, no, I don't think he's gonna leave Don Callis either. I think a big part of why Kenny turned heel in the first place, and he talked about this, was his injuries, and that uh, it oh, helped so him he can work, work a, a different style. It helped heel. him work a little yeah. a different style. That makes sense. Um, but I think full force Kenny knows that the fans love him. And, full uh, force, do uh, no. He he worked pretty heelish in that New Japan match. He, he did. did. He did. Uh, Blues fan here says, do you trust Twitter insiders, uh, no. Boozer and no, Zero? Absolutely with not. No, no. And I'll don't. say this because Fightful, we have the exact same access to those same rundowns. They're published on FightfulSelect.com um, before yeah, every so show. So why would we, we be get, looking at Boozer where, and Zero where did this Boozer guy come from? The only Boozer I know yeah. is uh, Carlos Boozer. Carlos, Boozer. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we get them from, uh, and the thing is, we also get them for Dynamite as well. Um, and... Uh, but the thing is, the thing we don't try to hide from you guys is what we're publishing here. We're simply publishing the rundowns and nothing else. We're not like, well, because we got this, we also know that The Rock's coming back at the Royal Rumble. Because, <laughs> And you should trust us on that because we got this other information right. Mm-hmm. Like, understand that those pieces of information would not come from the same place. And that just because you got your hands on a rundown, doesn't necessarily mean that you have access to people in creative and uh and sometimes we do have access to people in creative but they're not giving it up like that um or just because you have access to the wrestlemania run sheet which does state which matches are taking place at wrestlemania what they're building to even when it hasn't been announced that doesn't necessarily mean you have access to the finishes and so uh, those it's a really important distinction to make and I, I want people to to continue to just be watchful of these things that you uh um and you know what uh blues fan because i see you sent another humper chat along those same lines um i'll acknowledge that you sent it there's no real reason to to dive into any more of that uh but again we're just talking rundowns here um and you can get those a lot of places. But I recommend that you get them from FightfulSelect.com, $5. Uh, Black Phoenix Brand says, I don't know if they'll ever do it, but Rhea needs to dominate Charlotte at WrestleMania. A back, and for- a back and forth match throughout, but ultimately I want to see Charlotte acknowledge and fear Rhea. That's how you really put her over. So far, though, I'm not impressed. Not I think that's the main the- event. That's the issue I have with it being the main event. Mm-hmm. Name an outcome to this match that's main event worthy. Rhea getting the big win over Charlotte. She's a heel. Like, is that yeah. how you want to send the crowd home? Yeah. I mean, they've, like, muddy, the, they've muddied that at this point because that is the happy uh, ending to this. Rhea getting her moment yeah. in front of a live crowd <laughs> and mm-hmm. getting the win. Um, like, I think you can same, do... Go ahead. Sorry. But I was going to say, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know how do they pull that off. It's tough. Like, because I think they muddied it in the sense that, like, I can think you pull it off in the middle of the show, but I think it's too muddy in the fact, in the sense that Rhea is now tied to the most hated act in WWE right now, Mm -hmm. Dominic Mysterio. So he, she is a heel, and that's for good. That's a good thing. And so, 
But again, you want to send the crowd home with the, with this hated woman with Dominic by her side getting the victory? I don't know is the, if that's how you want to send the crowd home, especially when you do have a very happy ending and Kevin and Sammy beating the Usos. On that top of ending that, the big giant LA show, WrestleMania just don't even seem right. Gosh, like, I'm fucked with Charlotte and Rhea, but like... And then, and then you have Charlotte on the other side of that. Charlotte is a babyface that people don't really want to see win here. So no. if she were to retain, <laughs> oh, that I would keep be forgetting I... she's the face in this. Like she <laughs> is. <laughs> she's a baby face, but don't nobody want to see her retain. So if 0%. she wins that, you have a, the same problem here of people booing. Like people wouldn't be happy with that. And so there's no real outcome to this match that I feel is worthy of ending the show. <laughs> Uh, that's how i see it uh yeah i don't know it's gonna be tough well yeah they they've already kind of booked themselves in a corner with it so i don't know how they fix that uh maybe uh maybe in a california fashion uh uh ria's gonna do like the gwen stefani like chola look and they're gonna come out (laughs) (laughs) like a little rider that's gonna be that might be a way to flip them that might be a way to flip them Please, so, don't do that. please don't do that, Rhea. Please, please. absolutely Dude, please not. Do that. Um, but folks, that's it. That's it for this edition of Crapsody. Uh, join us next week. We'll be here. I don't know how we're doing the, the L.A. show. Um, we should probably figure that out at some point. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, if you're going to be at Wally... That's soon. Yep. If you're going to be at Wally Mania, by the way, say hi to your boys. We'll be there. All three of us. Um, my brother is going to be there too. The my my actor brother. He wow. is. Um, he'll be at Wally Mania as well. It's about so to be lit. I'm riding his coattails all night. <laughs> I know who that is. Hey, you know who that Brian is? Spendus. Brian Spendus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, David will be there, and uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be a great time. Uh, for those of you who happen to watch my other podcast or listen to my other podcast uh, after the week with Will and Denise. That show will not be on tomorrow because Denise is out enjoying Taylor Swift in concert. And so... uh, Wait, I thought she went yesterday. It's a two-night event. um, I mean, she went to Arizona for this, so she'll be back. Uh, uh, Yeah, she drove. Um, So either way, we will be doing a show on Monday. So after the week's going to be kind of a start of the week kind of a show. And it's going to be a fun episode. So still check us out, but it's going to be on Monday, and it's going to be at, uh, hold on, what time is that? 3 p.m. Eastern, and that's noon Pacific, and that's on Denise's YouTube channel. So don't forget. But otherwise, that's it for Grapsity. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Now I have stuck in my head. WrestleMania ending with whatever Rhea's uh, feud is with like that like jumbled up electronic music. I'm about to be leaning like a cholo when she comes out there like Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's saying. I don't, I don't know the, the lyrics to it. Whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's how we end WrestleMania. Yep, that's how we end WrestleMania. And that's how we end this show. For Philip Lindsay, for Righteous Reg, I'm Will Washington. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.